You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Discounted Festival of Trees tickets are available at select Acme locations. Get into the holiday spirit this year at Festival of Trees presented by Acme, November 12th through the 14th. Take your time enjoying hundreds of decorated trees at our indoor holiday event that also includes live entertainment, holiday shopping, Santa, and introducing this year, the Festival of Trees Pub. All proceeds from selling the trees support local animal rescues and shelters. Go to customer service at your local Acme and secure your discounted tickets now. Konnichiwa! Minasan! Konnichiwa! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Talk the Keiki. I am Matt, your host, and joining me today for the fall season premiere, this guy, this fucking guy. Hi. Ethan, what's up? Yoroshikonegashimasu! We should do that. Do you be like Kevin Kelly and uh, Chris Charlton together? I don't watch their English commentary. You really don't? No. You watch Japanese commentary? Yeah. So whenever they like, oh, I'm Kevin Kelly and I'm joined by Chris Charlton. Chris, yoroshiku onegashimasu. Yoroshiku onegashimasu. Yeah. That's what they do. That's how they start every fucking broadcast. So we should start still, doing I'm still, not, still, still not watching, but yeah. Yeah, so let's, but we, anyway, the point is we should start with yoroshiku onegashimasu. Which means nice to be with you all in Japanese for those who don't know what we're saying. Uh, um, it could also mean nice to meet you as well. Um, Yoroshikone. Or um, it, it, there's various meanings. Like you'll see, and that's, you know, real quick on a sidebar, you know, there was on a, the sidebar. Yes. On a quick sidebar, there was a conversation in the group in terms of, I don't know if you saw it, because I know we talked about it in the admin chat. There was a, a group in terms, uh, sorry, a conversation in terms of how Japanese translations aren't the same as the English dub translations. And the point was that they're both inconsistent. And I wouldn't say that they're not, they're not incorrect. They are inconsistent, however, where, you know, for like I just said, when I say, it can mean, you know, pleasure to meet you, nice to see, or not nice to see you, pleasure to meet you. 
I'm in your care. Um, I pleasure to work with you. There's different like variations to that. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just wanted to, to, I guess, bring that out in the forefront in terms of the fact that even though people say like, oh, I'm a dub, even though I'm not a dub fan, I always talk shit about people that watch dub. But by reality, you know, Japanese um, translations aren't necessarily the same as um, as what you hear in Japanese. And then same thing with English dub as well. If you're hearing it in English dub, there's a good chance that that's not what was said in the original Japanese translation. Perhaps it, it, it sounds better and it, maybe that's what should have been said. But in terms of how they translated it, it, it it's just for the sake of the show and for the sake of continuity and not so much what was literally transcribed either in the manga or in the original Japanese commentary. So I am rank 16,800 and something in the fantasy anime league. <laughs> oh, I thought it was. In- no, 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 no. But uh, I'm not getting the good results right now. Oh, well. Ah, uh, go man. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, it was last minute shit but, anyway. But why so? <laughs> you don't remember Anyway, this is the... This is the official fall season, fall season for Talk to Keiki. We're off to a great uh, start, aren't we, guys? Yeah, we are. We're only going to do a few reviews, while the rest is going to be first impressions, and we'll give you a top five of what has impressed us so far. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot that we are going to cover this season. We have Ichi, Ni, San, Yon, Go, Rok, Nana, Hach, Q, Ju. We have 10 anime we are watching together. Among the animes that we are, well, actually, no, 11, including Aquatope. We have 11 animes we're watching together. We have one, two for me. So I've got 13 anime. I'm sorry, 14 animes. And Matt's got a lot more. He's got one, two, three, four other ones that he's watching on his own. So 10, 11. I'm at. And and we did finish one over the weekend. (laughs) We finished two, technically. Well, not really finished, but, you know, we can review one. Um, Yeah. So I'll get into that when we get to it. (laughs) We'll get to it. We'll get to it. All right. So real quick news and notes. We don't really have much. There's a single thing that I wanted to bring up, and that is Belle, the uh, beautiful, uh, basically Japanese version of Beauty and the Beast. Um, it is coming to American theaters in late January. If I believe, I'm not looking at the article in front of me, but I believe it's January the 22nd. So Friday, January 22nd, it will be in American theaters. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, like I said, it's the Japanese version of Beauty and the Beast. It's received rave reviews. It's made a lot of yen in Japan. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. Matthew and I are talking because I'm actually, you know, unrelated to um, the podcast. I'm probably going to try my hardest to go up there for a wrestling events that I want Matthew to go with me. And he promised that he would. So I'm really excited to see my buddy again. But yep. while we're up there, it's the same fucking weekend. So maybe... We can watch Bell together, and we can watch GCW and fucking Deathmatch Wrestling together. There we go. Yay, a date weekend with my podcast host. I'm so excited. All right, just don't give us three weeks delay again. Yeah, we'll try hardest not to. We should record, dude, while we're up there. We could we could probably do that. We, we will see. We'll, we'll probably do, like, sit down in the car and review it as, like, a little video. On the way back, right? Yeah, and by the way, we're not confirmed yet, but we're also talking about maybe going video soon. So you crazy motherfuckers get to see our beautiful mugs, or ugly, depending on what you like or don't well, like. We will think about it. 
Yeah, it's mostly on Matthew's side. I'm used to being on camera. I like being on camera. I can dress up on camera. Matthew's a little bit shy, but it's okay. We'll try and work him out, you know, get out of that shyness and get him on camera for you folks to to love and or criticize, whichever one. All right, anyway, let's uh, we're gonna just dive right into it. Uh, again, Bell comes out in January. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, until then, let's get to the continuations. Yes. Uh, but after next time we record, we'll add Aquatub to what we're watching together because it's basically just the one thing. Yes, we'll always start off with Aquatub because that's already progressed. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah, but, but we will start Aquatub when we do the seasonal reviews. Yes, and you know, technically... Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. One of the reviews that we have for you guys is 86. Um, we'll figure out where we want to do with that because technically that's a continuation. It's the second core of the first season. Um, maybe we'll basically start off with those two, Aquatope and 86, even though I, it's hard for me to want to start off with 86. Same thing with Jobless. There's just, oh God, there's so much to talk about. All right, whatever. Well, Let's... well, well that one, well, 86 you watch by yourself, so. You don't watch 86? I told you I haven't. Really? I didn't know that. I swear I, to God. I, 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 was, I was focused on Fruits Basket. Oh man, dude! Because ah. I'm trying to finish that first, <laughs> bro. I would try try your damnedest to fucking watch '86, dude. Because that it is. If, there, if, there, if, if there's for some reason somehow some way tie when I come back or depending on what time I, I finish for his baskets, I will try to. There's only 13 episodes. episodes. All right, you know what? That's fine. I'll go. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna go. Well, fuck. I guess by definition, I'll, I'll do that last. I'll start this off last, and then we'll go to commercial. I'll do that. Let's. All right. Let me go ahead. I have two seasonals that I'm I'm, I'm watching before we go into Aquatope. Um, do you want me to talk about eighty six before Aquatope or after Aquatope? After Aquatope. Uh, all right, we'll talk about it after Aquatope. That's fine. All right. So I'm gonna go with Scarlet Nexus and Boruto, guys. Scarlet Nexus again continues to uh, to get better. Basically, we find um, the story ends in episode fourteen with Nagi about to confront. Yuito's platoon. So in episode 15, the majority of the episode focuses on their battle. <clears throat> it's a back and forth battle. Again, Yuito doesn't want to fight his best friend. 
And so he manages to lure him into, and which was great continuity in terms of the storytelling. They, he lures him into alone, by the way, it's just him and Yuito at first. Um, he lures him alone into their secret training base. And so when they were friends, when they were in, in training camp, basically, they would head to this like seek condemned building and they would uh, practice their, their psionic powers in the condemned building. So he lures him there and he uses talk no jitsu basically to try and talk him down. And he basically basically creates conflict uh, within Nagi's brain. However, it's tough because Nagi, he doesn't want to fight his best friend. He loves his best friend. He wants to be there for his best friend. But he, he basically his powers and his mind is overwritten by the experiments that New Himeka has done. And so he continues to use his powers at a very, very strong clip, strong clip, strong clip until he overuses them and he dies. It's quite sad. Um, we basically see a final like conversation between Yuito and um, and Nagi. Nagi comes to, he apologizes, he tells Yuito how much he appreciates him, and he dies in his arms in a very emotional moment for, for everybody there. After Yuito uh passes they managed to make their way to the government uh to the you know the the, the capital basically the capital building and so yuito and the platoon end up speaking to um to chairman uh uh uh, Sumeragi, which is basically Yuito's last name. I'm, I'm saying that incorrectly. I apologize. But for now, because I don't have it directly in front of me, we'll do Sumeragi. Basically, he has a conversation with, with Chairman Sumeragi and he explains, like, you listen, I know these things from Togetsu and, you know, this isn't right. You know, I don't understand why you're trying to have this fucking, this, this thing to try and, you know, with the moon and whatnot. And he mentions that basically, since he knows, his brother tells him the whole story. And he says, we're doing this for revenge on the moon. We're doing this to carry out your ancestor's legacy. By the way, your ancestor is still alive in the depths of this building. Um, he's in cold sleep, basically, they confirm. And so um, Yuito's platoon basically says, like, hey, you know, I, we, you know, I get you want to do uh, you want to have uh, revenge, but there's no reason to. This is like fucking 2000 years in the past there's no need let's just focus on us and he's like no we're going to use your powers basically and we're going to use everybody's brains to communicate and try and break what's called the extinction belt which is basically like the surrounding belt that protects the earth from the moon in this instance and uh, one of the platoon members notes that hey only people with psionic powers can offer their psionic powers to someone like Yuito anybody that you take their brain from and to use these powers you're going to effectively make them brain dead and kill them and his brother's like well so be it and so um basically yuito does not agree to that and calls his brother monster and says nope we're not going to do it your way and he leaves and uh his brother says listen you're sullying our name and you know this isn't right this isn't what your ancestors this is your duty as a sumeragi and he's like listen he's like i think dad would be like our father who's the the, the former uh chairman who got killed in earlier in the season he said i think he would be okay with it i'm totally fine being not being a sumeragi i don't care about my legacy i don't care about the family i just want to do the right thing and and so they basically get ambushed and they escape. Um, the second part of the of the of the episode, which is basically where it ends, is um, they rendezvous with uh, Kasane and her platoon and someone from Kasane's team. I believe they have like with, like these engineers basically that help them with like with communications and things of that nature, directions, like a comms person basically. And so the comms person says, "Listen, I knew." 
um we i know like you know we weren't going to get a chance like this so i recorded the conversation um and they're going to basically try and release it uh to the public so that way they're aware like hey your leadership wants to fucking kill you guys um so we'll see how that goes but the episode ends basically with them informing kasane that they're moving all the man-made others um which includes uh you uh, i'm sorry kasan kasane's sister to a different facility and this shocks Kasane. She's like, oh, my God, my sister, my sister, my sister. They also let her know that Fubuki, which is the basically Yuito's captain or commander, I should say, um, and also Karen's best friend or sorry, not even Karen's best friend, but Karen's uh, brother-in-law, basically, um, who's his sister. Karen, for those, I don't think I've mentioned this, but Karen's sister, um, which is Fubuki's wife, uh, was also turned into an other. We don't know how, whether that was an accident, whether it was done on purpose, but she's also an other. And so the whole process is being led by Fubuki, and they're transferring to some unknown location in the episode. So, um, again, the story's getting more and more layered. Um, if I do want to make a critique of this, um, which didn't help the case, is that this, the animation in this fucking episode was really shitty. It was fucking, <laughs> it was not good animation, dude. Through that fight with Nagi and Yuito, it was pretty shitty animation. So I was definitely disappointed. So this is gonna be one of those, you know. Half of me is grateful that, like, you know, I'm watching this. The other half of me, for, and I don't know if I've mentioned this, but this Scarlet Nexus is a fucking, it's a video game. And so I hear all the time, and you see the visuals on 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 Twitter. I see them when I try to pull like when I try to pull pictures for our threads in our group. Um, the gameplay and the the visuals of the of the video game are fantastic and i think honestly if i would have sat down especially because i just got an xbox one x a series x um i wish i had started to play the game instead of watching the anime because i think i would have enjoyed it better um the story is really good you know not really good it's good you know definitely definitely good and it's got it's pretty layered but um it's just eh, it's meh as a whole so um those are my two cents in terms of that i gave it a three i've mentioned that before i'll leave during the last season it's going to continue to be a three i don't think there's any way that's going to go up to a four so it's a pretty you know average anime for me in general um right. my other uh post boruto coming off the heels of the the greatest episode of boruto ever one of the most talked about episodes ever um one of the most hyped episodes ever um one of the most emotional episodes since shipping in with um uh, actually, you know something? It just dawned on me as well. We did we do we didn't do a review last week, did we? Of what? We have we we've missed several weeks of these reviews, so I haven't talked about Boruto or have you I? You you talked about Boruto. You talked about all that. Did I talk about how fucking we lost Kurama? Yeah. And Sasuke lost his eye. You did. I don't recall. Anyway, it's worth yeah, noting yeah, again. Yeah, you, you 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 were gushing about him a couple weeks ago. I don't remember. Man, I've had a lot of alcohol. And I've got a lot of things at work. Of course you did. Of course. Anyway, um, it's worth mentioning again. Sasuke no longer has a Rinnegan and Naruto no longer has Kurama. So off the heels of this event, basically, it's up to Boruto to get them back to Konoha. Um, so Boruto has to use... Um, are you, he's trying to use transportation jitsu and he can't, he's struggling, struggling. And basically Kawaki berates him like, oh, you're basically a pussy. Stop being a pussy. Fucking come up with the... Um, you know, learn how to do it, learn how to do it. Like, don't be scared, don't be scared. And Boruto gets angry at Kawaki, but because of his anger, he's able to channel that energy and he's able to basically bring them back to Konoha. Um, so right. they rendezvous on top of the um, 
on top of uh what's it called on top of the the fire building on top of the hokage's office what's it called uh sarada notices like her father's eyes fucked up and she's like what's happened and boruto basically apologizes like it's my fault you know had i not come through you know your father would have lost his eye but then naruto and sasuke basically say like listen if you weren't there we would have died so you know as much as like the eye is your fault it's really not your fault because you're a, a fucking savior and um Basically, Sada's like, listen, I don't know exactly what happened, but I, I know you, and it's not your fault. It was very touching. It was very touching. And, you know, um, but the episode basically focuses on the aftermath. You know, we learn uh, we learn a, a critical piece of information when they try. They basically reinterrogates um, Amado, and Amado mentions, like, listen, the, uh, they asked him, like, is there anybody left? And he's like, well, I doubt Cash and Koji is alive, which he is alive, but, and they don't know that. Um, right. We doubt Cash and Koji is alive. Uh, the bodies that are there are empty. Like, the spare bodies are empty. We turned off Delta. Um, so she's good. So the only person we have to worry about is code, but code is a motherfucker code. Whereas every single person of Kara, including Kawaki at the time, they were all genetically modified with scientific ninja tools to make them stronger. It was the opposite for code code was so powerful that they had to put a limiter on him and that if they took his limiter off, he's more powerful than Jigen was, which is scary. They also mentioned that Code has a de uh, a defective karma. They tried to put karma in him, and it didn't work out. However, he retained karma's ability. He's just not an active host. So at that point, they pan over to the other dimension where they're keeping the Tentails, and we see Code wake up, and his karma activates on its own, and we see a smoke cloud, and it's Ishiki. Ishiki says, listen, I'm dead. My spirit's going to be destroyed. I just want to let you know that you're my only successor you're inheriting my will and my powers and fucking avenge me and he disappears and so this sets up code now as the primary antagonist of the story and another formidable one at that i've already seen manga spoilers he's insanely fucking powerful i can't wait to see how they adapt that um and th the other part of the episode that's the main gist of the episode um however there's a small part if you care about it, you know, me and romance and slices of life, we see Sumire um, for those who if you have been watching Boruto from the very beginning, um, she's the girl who Boruto first saved. Um, and by the way, she's also I, I don't I don't think you noticed, Matthew, because you saw Shippuden, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Donzo. Yeah. She's the final legacy of Donzo, and it's introduced at the very beginning of the series. Um, oh, really? Yeah, so basically before Donzo died, um, he did, like, the secret forbidden jitsu and, like, and basically imprisoned, like, a fucking beast inside of her. Um, uh, and, like, has, like, this basically, like, uh, a seal on her back. And Boruto, at the beginning, saves her from that seal. So ever since then, you know, she's kind of taken a liking to Boruto. And we basically see Sumire start to question her feelings. She's super concerned about Boruto. She cares so much about Boruto, which is nice, but on a different level. Like, where you see Sarada and, and Boruto, like, talk, it's not really flirting so much, but they're, like, really, really close. They're really, like, best friends, and we like to, like, ship them. Like, oh, you know, imagine if Boruto and Sarada got together. That'd be crazy. But... Okay really see Sumire, you know, conflicted because she's a, a burgeoning young girl. She's in her teens and she's starting to really like Boruto. So she's like, I'm confused. I don't know why I feel this way. Why am I so concerned? And, you know, a couple of people mention about it and she like starts freaking out, panicking, like, no, I don't like him. Like, no, 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 no. It's, it's really cute. Um, So we basically see Sumire's feelings kind of grow from that standpoint. Boruto's oblivious, just like Naruto was with Hinata. Um, not surprising at all. And thank God, um, I would say that Sumire is not like Hinata. 
from that standpoint of being like super duper like oh my god shy red faced runs away she's not like that she's very professional and she's very you know smart and courageous herself uh but she's starting to you know kind of question like oh my god do i really like baruto oh my god so um that's like one of the minor parts but basically long story short um we basically set up code as a new antagonist um as they confirm one final piece before i stop is they basically confirm kawaki and baruto are 80 percent osutsuki and so um they're trying to find a way to reverse engineer that um as we go along so uh those are my two continues so yes so yes the chairs are coming back go on or whatever you just said uh who is shiki i believe said someone had a chance of coming back no not okay. quite so what i said was ishiki's dead so all right let me back that up i'll give you an explanation briefly so it during episode 66 which is the original do you remember the first like hype uh uh fight between naruto and sasuke versus an osutsuki yeah that happened like 2017 so basically they killed that osutsuki but he implanted what's called karma karma is one of the the, the basis of the thing it's basically um a, a save file for for the osutsuki so he implanted right. inside a boruto and so what happens is it becomes like data, like it's basically like an encrypted like piece of data and itself unencrypts inside of Boruto. Once it reaches 100%, then basically Boruto loses all self and he becomes an Osutsuki and he, he dies. And then the Osutsuki who died is reborn. Okay. So he's at him and Kawaki are at 80%. They've removed Kawaki's karma for now, basically, because if you go back to the very first flash forward, did you ever see the flash forward in Boruto at the very beginning? Where Konoha is destroyed and you see Boruto and you see a, a figure who turns out to be Kawaki. They're fighting. No. So that's the very first scene inside Boruto. It's a flash forward to an old Boruto wearing Sasuke's cape, wearing his uh, his uh, what's it called? His um, his bandana, his bandana with the cross. That's Itachi's. Or I don't know if it's Itachi's, okay. but it, yeah. And they're basically fighting and you see Boruto with a Kakashi scar in his eye, which has the Jogan, which is basically the um, the like a version of um a version of uh fucking um byakugan and okay. so, yeah the person he's fighting is kawaki so you know for those who have seen the episode it's not really a spoiler alert, but eventually sometime down the line don't know when because it hasn't happened in the manga yet but kawaki gets fucking karma back and he i don't know what the status of that is but in any case for now they've removed his karma so he's no longer a host but boruto's still a host of, gotcha, very of, good. of this Osutsuki. So, the, like I said, the story right now is getting even better. Like I said, I keep defending and I keep defending and it's hard to really... I can't defend how shitty some of the fucking episodes are at the very beginning, but I'm telling you, once they reach the fucking... Once they reach the manga portion, like the actual, like, canon portion, it's at bare minimum a four out of five star anime. At bare minimum, dude, because it's just getting better and better and better. But, you know, the, just people, you know, they want to fucking shit over the fact that, that, you know, they're shitting on every single member of of the old uh, of the old naruto like how can you nerf them i get it but i don't mind how they're doing it because i'm right. thoroughly fucking in it all right we're gonna stop you there because we don't want another 45 minutes boros <laughs> my bad that was only 13 minutes i think i know but just in case yeah people don't want to hear me gush about boros i get it i get it you, 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 you can make that a rec you can make that a, a cake shop cakey shop man. it's not gonna be popular but all right i mean you can find someone i'm sure i can right you definitely can. All right, we're going to take one commercial break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about Aquatope and then the, some of the reviews that we do have for you. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. Tadaima! All right, very good. All right, now, now that we are back, we are going to do uh, some reviews, uh, continuation reviews. 
one episode one. review. It's just a single one, dude, for now. Just, a, just, just the one, not the other six. You mean and not. then we're going to... Oh, no, we yeah, and then we're going to wrap that part up with one full anime we started and finished. Yes, we did. Um, well, first face first, Aquatope. Aquatope, go ahead, Matthew. Okay, um, for those that remember, um, what, what was that uh, new aquarium called? Tingara. 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 All right. Everyone's at Tingara again. Everyone. Even Fuka. Everyone and their mother. All right. Yep. Basically, uh, OG is handing out jobs to them. Hey, I know this person. Can you hire? Sure. Go ahead. And she was like, what the fuck is this? Basically. We're not, not doing that again. We're not doing that again. <laughs> I could call someone a bitch. No one's going to Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You can call someone a bitch. Yeah, he... I didn't say the C word. I said the B word. We know. We know. I know. I believe you. Anyway. <laughs> shut up. You shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, it picks up where we left off with Kukuru being embraced in Fuka's arms. Like, what are you doing here? Oh, I finished school. What about the movie? Yeah, I fucked that. I'm done with being an idol. And I was right, by the way, Matthew. It's a year. A I know. A year okay. later. All right. Either way, she's still done with high school. Yes. Both of them. Yes. They're both done. Yes. And now apparently it's like, hey, I live next door to you. Uh, yes. not, not, you know, not creepy or anything. Like, I, I stopped you. You know, I really thought, I was like, listen, if they're sisters, why didn't they just fucking share? Like, why didn't they share a room? Like, they could have saved on fucking rent. I don't, it, I, 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 I don't think they could do that. <laughs> I mean, it's not, a, it's not a, even like an, a, it's, even though they're adults at this point, so we can call it an adult anime, it's not really an adult anime, because they're not, they're not fucking anyone, they're not seeing anyone, they're just two people, and as much as, you know. I, I, I think it'd just be complicated in Cougar's lease with the apartment. Perhaps, but I also think, I, I think the, the, the manga writer, um, or, is this a light novel or a manga? Manga. It's a manga. So well, now it is, yeah. Everybody and their mother wants to ship Kukuru and Fuka. I do too, in all sincerity. I really kind of want to ship. I, 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 I think that I think that that sets it. Yeah, and I know the ship has set sail, and I think that's the one of the points of why they're not living together is because they wanted to make sure that no one can say, like, oh, are they going to get together? Like, it's not a Yuri, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen. We'll find out at some point whether they have love interests or not. Kai is always a part of that. I don't know who Kai's going to fall for. I think Kukuru, but we'll see. Um, either way. Yeah, I think that's why I want to set that show a sale. But anyway, continue. All right. Oh, uh, basically, Fuka tells Kukuru that she has a a, a job at Tingara. God. And, uh, <laughs> uh, she has a job there. I, I, we're next door neighbors. Like, oh shit, no way. Oh my god. Uh, I can. So, hear- so everyone fucking moved there. <laughs> Essentially, everyone fucking moved there. They're still in Okinawa, though. That's the thing. They're still in Okinawa. They're just in like downtown Okinawa. They went from like yeah. rural Okinawa to. Down. Yeah, they're, 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 they're near the city. Yeah. And then the director was like, okay, uh, Tetsuji. First, like, okay, actually, before that, Fuka gets the job with handling the penguins. Penguin. I love saying Peng- it in Japanese. Penguin. I'm not going to say penguin anymore. I'm definitely going to say penguin. And then, she, and then she was like, go fuck yourself. Uh, you're going to name everyone first. You got to do their personality, their name, their number. What's their gender? What are they like? What are they dislike? You got to name all this before you even talk to me. Go. <laughs> that's essentially what she did but Fuka you, ha- you, you, you have a couple of days right break yeah I mean Fuka's up to the challenge though she's you know sweet and she's determined yeah, in her she, own yeah, way she, so. yeah, yeah, she doesn't so, have heat so, with her so, so who knows what we'll probably get a flashback of what happened to her in school during that year 
We have to, bro. It's not school. She was done with school. She was an idol. Actually, no, she wasn't done with school. But she no, had... I think she was, she was in college, I think. Yeah. No, she wasn't in school. She was. I'm sorry, college. She was going to be a senior in high school, basically. Oh. She And I think she was getting homeschooled, I think, because she wasn't in school, obviously, because she was an idol. She was supposed to go back, though, for the school year, they mentioned. So she's also a senior. They're basically the same age, like I said. Okay. So. Uh, uh, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I guess, like you said, we'll have a flashback at some point with how... I'm sure she met up with her co-high. Um, I'm sure she probably met with the director. She probably met with a couple people. And just felt like that guy in Good God just can't do this, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she mentioned it. I mean, she wrote the finale in the, when the, what was episode 13, where she was on the plane, and she told her co-high, or, or the director, one of the two, she's like, I can't do this. I'm not. I'm sorry. I reject it. And then we don't know what the fuck happens to her for a year. Yeah, like, but, like, but she still went there for the year, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm curious to know if there's anything significant that happened or Does whatever. that or she just went home just for a little bit. Uh, anyway, uh, Tetsuji walks to the office and tells Kukuru we are going to do this re- rehearsal tour one more time. Yeah. Uh, basically, just practice on the marketing aspect and be quiet. We are recording you. Yeah, Sean. Mentioning to us about how we may or may not uh, go yeah, live. I, I was saying, like, 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 wait till we are done recording. And then Did you, you can... tell Sean we were recording? No, I should have. Then we can't talk shit about Sean. I, I'm I'm muting him. You're muting him? Okay. Well, I, Sean... I, 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 I'm muting the chat. I, I close off Facebook. You have heat with Matthew, not with me. <laughs> no, it's like, damn, I keep hearing the buzzer. So <laughs> you're, on vibe, you're on vibe right now. <laughs> we'll, we, will, we will message you when we are done. We want to get this done, damn it. <laughs> Breaking news flash. If we're not on the air next week, you know why. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not here. <laughs> well, that's true. Oh, by the way, did, we should have mentioned that at the top I did, of the show. I, I, I did. I, I did it last week. Well, just as a reminder for anybody that didn't hear well, last week's well, episode. Well, well, when we close out. When we close out of here. Anyway. Adele, that, though, everyone gets the email properly. No issues, right? Wrong. She goes to Chiyu. Like, hey, we need the penguins for the tour. She's like, no, they're not ready. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, that. And she wants the other person. She's like, okay, uh, I think Kaoru. I don't know the, all the Like, I don't. I didn't really spend time trying to figure out those people's names as of right now. Uh, the girl on the green. I think that's Kaoru. <laughs> but she's like, uh, no, we're not doing that right now. Basically, everyone's saying no. Mm-hmm. And after the last little fiasco, and then, oh, no one's ready yet. Mm-hmm. This, despite Tetsuji saying, you know, we don't need a lot of people. We just, it's a practice run, but we gotta make, still gotta make a good first impression. Mm-hmm. We'll get to him in a bit. But but uh, you actually see Fuka being determined of studying the pe- the penguins. <laughs> Pengu, you see? Mm-hmm. Penguins. Penguins. I fucking love penguins. Daisuke. So go go Daisuke penguins. The aerodynamic, the shape. No, no, the penguins. The penguins. Bocano. I'm trying to. What is? I love penguins. Bocano. Bocano pico. No, it's not Bocano pico. Bocano penguin. No, it should be Bocano dice. No. It's either Bocano Penguin Daisuke or yeah. or Bocano Daisuke Penguin. It, that, does, that doesn't quite equate, though. I'm sure somebody that knows Japanese is probably just fucking being their fucking yeah. head off right now and going to turn us off. But Probably. What was that old guy's name again? OG someone? Not, not, not the grandpa. Who's that other old guy? What, what's his name again? Umai or something like that. Umai, uh, yes. Uh, uh, he got caught with the ice pops. Hey, Umiyan. you can't do that Umiyan. here. Umiyan. Like, hey, you can't have the ice pops here. You got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Since uh yeah, since Chiyu was like nope to the penguins, Cooker was like, Hey, I'm gonna talk to your friend instead. Marina, hey, can she? I wanna do it. Uh we'll convince her eventually. I mean, if there's time. Mm-hmm. So uh, Cooker is a little hopeful. 
and then they have an after party with a with a Fuka's return home with the whole uh, Gam Gam staff and EG for some reason. Mm-hmm. They like him for some reason. Uh, he's not bad. He's not bad. So, uh, but he's the, super the, obsessed the, with fish, though. He's like the male oh, yeah. version of Kukuru. Oh yeah, he's very. But Kukuru don't like him. He's a guy, so. <laughs> and so that all that stuff. They have the after party. You see uh, Fuka studying really hard while Kukuru is being a bo- uh, party pooper because she sucks at her job now. <laughs> it's like, hey, shut up! Your friends here. Your potential girlfriend slash sisters here. Party. And then uh, Fuka does the test with the penguins. Uh, this motivates Kukuru to do her job well, but uh, Fuka passed the test of flying colors 100%, and that made Chiyu say yes to, all right, fine, we'll do it. And then you find out why, because the penguins are in a new habitat, so they're anxious, and a crowd of people would get them messed up. <laughs> but they said, okay, uh, they, can, they can only observe, they can't touch them, they can't feed them, they watch them get fed. It's like, all right, fine, we'll do it like that. Uh, we only had one family, so a group of four people showed up for the tour. It's like, all right, good, success. Everyone liked it. Everyone's happy. The Tetsuji's like, damn it, four people, you son of a bitch, you're fired. <laughs> even, even though he said numbers didn't matter. Now they apparently did. Like, I will stone close under your vagina. How dare you? Jesus Christ. Dude. He would. Plankton. 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 <laughs> crabs. <laughs> she should respond back and say crabs. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Oh, that would, yo, if she does that, I'm automatically making it a five. Yeah. <laughs> it's a four. I'm going to make it a five. She responds back. It's, it's, still, it's still a four. Um, but yeah, other than that, nothing big has happened. There's still people trying to find their groove in the new job. That's essentially it. Um, still a good episode. Uh, ED is still growing, is growing on me, that for sure. Really good. It's not last year's ED. It's not going to beat it, but it's, it's no. pretty close. It no, is. no, they're still, they're still, they're still nicely done. All right, now the one you guys actually care about, because you guys don't care about Aquatum. You care about this one, Demon Slayer. Yes. We're so... only, we're only doing the one episode for now. I'm probably going to watch the second episode if there's new scenes. Yeah, I'm not going to, well, you know, I'm kind of stuck. It, 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 if there is new scenes, I say we, we watch it. Yeah, for sure, but but I will I will find out next. Yeah, I guess I don't know. But as of right now, we're just doing the one episode. Something tells we're gonna watch the whole fucking. Thing. Most likely, I, nah. I, 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 we'll we'll see. If we do, who cares? We don't have to review it. Review it, do we? Yeah, we'll only bring you a review, guys, on these Demon Slayer, uh, Mugen Train arc sequels, and if there's new content. So this brand new episode was a prequel to the movie. Um, that's why we're gonna review it. If like. Matthew said, if anything pops up of significance, we'll bring it up. We're not going to review the whole episode. The majority of our listeners has, have already seen the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, go ahead. Watch you can either movie. Yeah, watch the movie. Or you can watch this basically weekly episodic um, drop. It basically is the movie in episodic form, and it includes uh, the deleted scenes that uh, they're saying that they may bring back. So if you want a more complete version of it, only in episodic format, you can watch this. If you just want to w- spend two hours of your time, watch the whole movie and say fuck everything else, just, you know, you can watch it. It's available on Funimation. It's available on Crunchyroll um, for anybody out there, English, Spanish, Portuguese, and, um, of course, Japanese on Crunchyroll. So, uh, yeah. Umai! 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 <laughs> I love that. I love my Goku. It, it was funny at first, and it got annoying during the movie. But then when I, 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 I heard I, it. I heard I, it again I, during this episode, and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about it. Yep, I still get it. And the manga, he just says, tasty, that's delicious. <laughs> yeah, but, well, it's the same thing. I know, I know. I was like, tasty! Well, you can tasty! <laughs> tasty! <laughs> well, no, technically that's incorrect, because if you say um, tasty, it's oishi. Oishi! 
which means like you know that's well, good. That, well that that well that's yummy. Well, tasty and yummy is the same shit. Yeah. It's still good. <laughs> you can't have uh, like fucking. Uh, I guess you can't have somebody like Rengoku. Oh boy! I mean, you can. I see. Oishi! Oishi! He could, he could. I still would not mind. Rengoku sama? Oishi! But, Oishi! But the train of Oishi! Yamete! Rengoku sama! We both said it the same. That was good. Anyway, basically, Rengoku's eating his delicious food that. He finds that there's a place that's talking about the Mugen train being out of commission. So he goes to investigate. Hey, hey, what's going on because of the slasher? And then uh, he well, ben- that we see the slasher in the opening sequence of the of this episode. Right. Um, basically, a conductor going through an empty cart. And then the, the things flash. And he's like, what's going on? And then he sees a figure inside of the um, inside the shadows. And he gets slashed to shit. Hence the slasher. Yep, the slash thing in the slasher. <laughs> and so, by the way, the basically... What Matthew's alluding to is when he hears about the slasher, um, they comment to the to the restaurant owner, like, hey, you have really good food. If you move to the city, it would be super popular. And he's like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And then that's when he when he opens up the paper, he sees Mugen Train, 40 people disappear and they start asking about the Mugen Train. He's like, yeah, the reason why, you know, basically my shop sucks right now is because of the fact that people are scared because of the Mugen Train, because his shop is basically right next to the train station. So or right near the train station. So people are scared because of the, the 40 people that were lost on the Mugen train um as well as the slasher um murderer that's there so it's a double fold basically uh as the series starts right then then he eventually goes to the train car and he sees the old lady and the woman asking about the demon yeah. is that the tra- the- station they're not in the car i said at the train station oh you said he says train cart and i was like eh, it's not a cart oh, no, no, it's a, no, no, but they, they have a car for the bentos eh, whatever all right anyway but anyway, uh, Rengoku talks about it and gets a bean paste bun thrown out of him. What? What? He just stole her food. What a fucking dick. I mean, she threw it at him. So uh, I, I know. I would just give it back. I was like, uh, well, but basically, she doesn't, but she doesn't believe that demons are real, even though the grandma says they are, basically. They are. So, okay, uh, I'm going to buy all your shit. So he, he buys all the bento to give to the conductors. Say, hey, uh, I got this here. Like, pretend to be the conductor from somewhere else. Well, or like... Actually, no. So you're skipping a step. So basically, he buys all the bentos. He gives some over to his attendant, who, by the way, he has an attendant with him. And he says... Yeah, like, we don't have his name, dude. No, we don't get his name, I don't think. But um, yeah. he basically says, like, oh, take these. Um, Go back to the Demon Corp. Hand them out as gifts. I'm going to take these, and I'm going to go investigate the train. So he goes to investigate the train. And he goes, basically, he finds out that the Mugen train, when he goes on this, like, train going back to the station, he's like, oh, I'm here. Well, the conductor's like, hey, this train is, like, going to, you know, go to the go to the yard. And he's like, that's fine. I want to see the demon train. He's like, oh, well, the de- the I'm sorry, the Mugen train. The Mugen train was moved to a uh, different place. Actually, we're passing it right now. He's like, thank you. And he jumps off a moving train. Yep. So skillfully on back onto the tracks, and he basically walks to like this maintenance area. The conductors, yeah, yeah, and he meets up with the. They're not conductors. They're um, they're maintenance people. They're, they're maintenance people. So he meets with the maintenance people. He's like, yeah, I'm here to give you guys bentos. I was sent bentos. He's like, oh, everybody, come get your bentos. And so there's a a specific boy, and he's like, oh, give this bento to such and such. I forget his name, but he's resting inside the break room. Okay, and they hear, oh my god, and so we see. Yep, then it's like, oh, I'm gonna go kill this kid. Yeah, <laughs> don't come near me. I'm too fast. I killed, I, I killed that lady. And then Rengoku's like, you didn't kill her. She's alive. 
Right. She's like, well, I'm going to go kill him. Well, nope, you're never going to see her again. Like, oh, I'm going to kill this kid. And he's like, no, you're not. And with fucking the speed of at the the speed faster than a pin dropping, he chops this motherfucker's arms off. He's like, well, uh, I'm not going to kill the kid, but I'm going to kill those people back at the station. Because basically he and it all starts. We skip the step. Apologies again. Basically, he. He steps and I think he steps on the food or he throws away the food. He's like, ever since I became a demon, yeah, I can't stand on it. Food. This food is disgusting. And Rengoku's like, oh, that food was made with love. You know, how dare you? And, and, the, like, and, and, and he took that personally. And he took that personally. And so he's like, I'm going to go to the station, kill those people that made this disgusting food. And he speeds off. Um, he does first aid to the boy. Um, yeah. Some backup demon corp uh, people come. They're like, oh, yep. Rengoku, I'm out. we're here. Like, oh, you know, where's the medical team? They're on their way. All right, good. You know, I'm sure stable. I'm going to go catch up with the demon. Hi, no problem. What you doing? And he fucking starts power breathing and he goes supersonic. Yep. And he eventually catches up, like, oh, how'd you get here so fast? Yeah. We basically, Cause, uh, I, yeah, because yeah, the granny was throwing food at the demon while uh, the daughter, the granddaughter, was like caught. <laughs> oh, the granddaughter now knows demons are real, bitch. Yep. Uh, uh, you best start believing in ghost stories because you're in one. Yeah, for real, for real. And then Goku's like, oh, I'm here. It's like, oh, uh, who, who's going to die first? Me or the girl? You! You, and he chops his fucking head off in an instant. And at the moment, and it's very sweet. The reason why, again, as we reiterated, the, the girl says she doesn't believe in demons. The grandma brushes it off, says basically there are demons. And we find out the reason why she believes in that is because someone of Rengoku's stature saved her and her daughter, which is the uh, which is mother. The, the mother of the little girl, 20 years ago. She breaks down in tears and says, you're the man who saved my life 20 years ago from a demon. And he goes, no, I wasn't, you know, that I wasn't. Was that was my father father you know and he's like i'm honored to, i think it, it, they mentioned his father's dead right no the father's alive the father's still alive oh yeah, yeah. so he's like oh um he's like i'm honored to have saved your life again like my father did 20 years in the past i'll be sure to tell him about you i'm sure he'll be proud to hear that you're doing well and that i saved your life again and um it was very emotional um the sun comes up because basically this happens overnight so the sun yeah because like rises. oh yeah i'm going tomorrow like never mind i'm yeah. going today yeah because yeah his uh his attendant's like oh all's well that ends well he's like nope he's like the job's not done he's like there's a sim there's a different demon and it's much more powerful than a demon that we killed it's on the moving train you best believe i'm gonna board that train tomorrow well actually today because it's today before i go he buys all the bent no like here here's this free bento box like all right, I'll yeah. take this one for free, but I'm going to buy the rest. <laughs> yeah, he comes back to the station basically in the evening as they're leaving, and he buys all the other bentos. And that's where this, the movie that we saw began. Um, he boards the train with the bento, and then the scene pans out to back to the, the the daughter saying, like, oh, he didn't have to buy the bentos. And then at the time that we see the daughter, we see Inusuke being Inusuke, and we see Tanjiro. Trying to tackle, the, see, try yeah. to tackle the train. Yeah, and we see Zanetsu and, um, and Tanjiro basically all board the train. Away they go. And the movie that we saw Ends there uh, definitely that was a great prequel. Animation is still beautiful. It is so so yeah. level. But like I, we will watch episode two to see what happens. Mm -hmm. and, and there's going to keep being new scenes that we will cover it properly. <laughs> yes, indeed, we shall. So don't fret not. Uh, so that means Marte and Angel can't really complain if there's new scenes. Yeah, it's new scenes. They 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 can handle new scenes. They're going to bitch. They're going to be like, why wasn't it included before? Why are we watching this? Uh, why is it the thing? Why is it only uh, 11 episodes? I want more. More, 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 more. Well, that arc is short, so that's why it's 11. 
I don't want to watch other. And the, fir- and, the, and the first episode's an hour, so it's technically 12 to 13. Give me all Demon Slayer. I don't want to see nothing else. Meh. <laughs> all, right, Meh. And, all right. And now we're going to talk about the first fall anime. We started and yeah. Shut up. <laughs> you can do that in your own time. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about the first anime we finished. We started and finished. Where the house has been part two. Yes. And so and it is still fucking funny. <laughs> you want to know something? This may be an unpopular opinion. I think part one was funnier than part two. Oh, I no, gave, it, it, was, it was. I gave part one, you know, in retrospect, I had given part one a four out of five. I went back and gave it a five out of five so I could properly give part two a four out of five. That's, that, that's, that's fair. There's still a lot of funny stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. But, there, but, but there's a, yeah, some, some of them, unfortunately, just did not click. Episode six and the majority of episode ten were fucking absolutely hilarious. And then episode seven wasn't really funny. Episode eight was okay funny. Episode nine was okay funny. And then, like I said. Most of episode ten, the final episode was. Yes, was... and then, but uh, a lot, of, a lot of great stuff. We can't cover all the thirty mini episodes. It's tough. Yeah, we can't really. You know, I don't know. It's tough for us to be able to review Way of House Husband because, in case you haven't seen it, the the one of the good things about it, and people will complain about it, but I think it's a it's a it's a positive, is that it's done in short story format. So we basically get an eighteen episode or sorry, an eighteen minute uh, anime. When you skip the ending in the beginning, it's roughly somewhere between fifteen to sixteen minutes. So you get fifteen to yeah. sixteen minutes. Each um story is basically like more or less five minutes. So you get three up. Ep- you get three stories. Sometimes. Oh, you get six? I thought it was you, like you, you get six per episode. It never feels. It feels way longer than that, dude. Like I feel like the episodes are longer. No, it's six. I don't know. Cause, no, because remember, in the last episode, episode ten, it said episode sixty. Five, five. Sorry, six, 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 six. Because the five episodes were thirty. Then yeah. we got to the other ones. It's the next thirty. No, in all sincerity, I feel like instead of doing that, I would have preferred that they do it like TV short style instead of Ona style. Like I really wish they would have done like three minute episodes, like you know, because I, I, you, you didn't watch. Um, I'm sure you have seen them in the past, like a short, like a TV short where it's like 25 episodes of like two minutes long. Um, they did that with um, um, with a dog, with a cat and a dog. Every day is fun. That was the one that I right. watched during spring season, or yeah, spring of last season. Um, and so I would kind of prefer they did that. Like I'd much rather watch 25 episodes that are like three minutes long versus having like a 15 minute episode and have them like kind of. I get. I, I guess there's stuff on Netflix. That didn't want them to do yeah I, I get that i guess i don't know um there's nothing wrong the, but the, the freestyle i didn't like it i just I, don't i, I did don't, i don't like rap in anime like japanese rap i don't like japanese rap in anime even with like even when i used to watch naruto because the first time i ever saw japanese rap in anime was naruto with, with killer b um it just never hits for me like i'm never like oh that's so fucking cool like eh. it doesn't it doesn't hit for me i'm sure it was funny for a lot of people i'm not gonna say you know it's not funny in general like you know the the the, the topics that they were covering were funny yeah. it just it doesn't hit for me the same yeah but uh, again, other than that, there was a lot of great stuff, especially with the dogs borrowing the dog. Oh, the cat? You mean the cat? No, no, no. They're, no, they're borrowing the dog. The... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought they were going to mate. I was like, oh, are we going to see the dogs fuck? No. Like, I, no, thought... no, I was like, I need to pet your dog. Could I pet your dog? It's very fluffy. It's and, like, he's like, like, get it. Quick. Where are we going? Damn it. Dog park. <laughs> and it, fun. Dog park. That was funny. That was. And they're just running around like, hee, hee, hee. Yeah. chasing the doggies it was fun uh, i also thought the amusement park uh miku's attached to the amusement park like he, he's never been to one yeah Yo, I was miku, like, Aw. Miku's 
cooking scares me. And her father scared me with the cooking. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the mom's like, all right, you guys need to stop. And the doctor's like, I have nothing but respect I am outclassed. I am outclassed. Susan. Oh, God. And uh, fuck that guy. Fuck that freeloader guy. I know, but it's like, we're like, oh, look, I'm out of money. I can't be happy without money. I know, but... <laughs> but uh, I like Torajiri. I did like Torajiri. I was like, help me make uh, boba tea, tapioca. Yeah, that was fucking... That was fun. Their interactions were funny. The freaking... Uh, what's it called? All right, I'm back. Yeah, my partner just got home. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, again, the tapioca stuff was great. Tapioca stuff was great. You know, I always love when Loki loved the, uh, when he's like having the fucking, the mom's, uh, like the, the, the housewife's, uh, yes. conversations. Yeah, I love how he just fits in perfectly. He fits in perfectly. And he starts like talking in Yakuza talk about nice, simple things with his wife. And they're all scared shitless. They're like, oh yes. my God. Is that like, what is he? Like, what is she? Nico basically domestically abuses Tatsu. <laughs> and, they're, and they're like so concerned for him. Like, and here, uh, take like, some oh. candy. Yeah, he's like, oh, if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're here for you. And that uh, was uh, the Halloween costume was pretty cute. Yeah, you know, like, they they didn't win. Like, like yeah, that's fair. Like they shouldn't. Have. Yeah, I think it was like a baby dressed yeah. as a. Also, poor the poor oven. Yeah, that poor oven. Oven, no. <laughs> Bro, I wonder if you can really do those things. Like when he was making like the bean, pa- like the the paste. Like yeah. he's like in a rice cooker and like do I was fucking incredible and then I love like oh my god it was so cute when he made he basically cooked this thing in a flour yeah. in a rice cooker and it ended up being a bear cookie it was so fucking cute I was like oh my god it's a fucking bear I was like cookie. I need to know how to do this I want to make a bear cookie it was so cute oh we definitely had a lot of great stuff in this uh it's definitely a four four out of five yeah it just uh, like hit as much it made it made me appreciate part one more which is why we went back and retroactively gave it a five out of five yeah. um but yeah like i said super solid if you like adult humor that's not like it's not sexual in any way um they do curse hence why i said it's adult humor um and just if you can relate as somebody that like is super ocd or somebody that enjoys like cooking and cleaning and and or somebody who enjoys just you know seeing a yakuza like just be fucking yeah. <laughs> being a house husband um, yeah. Well, well, right now it's still comedy of the season so far because again it's the one that's finished. So far we know Komi Sankatekis, Senpai is annoying, or um, Miroku Chan for some reason. Ah, uh, Miroku, yeah. But we'll we'll get to those in a second. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah I think yeah, because we we're not watching a whole lot of comedy outside of those. <laughs> no, there aren't that many comedy, honestly. I mean, if you go over, well, Ganabre is an etchy. It can be considered comedy, but it's really more of an etchy. Um, yeah, but, I, but, but but it's definitely not. It's not funnier than House House. No, not at all. Yeah, it's just more. Mayru- it's more on the sweet side. Yeah, Meiruku is horror comedy, so that's one comedy. Jobless is not comedy, although we'd laugh hysterically at some yeah. of the fucking things that. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because uh, he's a, he's a Ruji is a dickhead. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go over. We're gonna so as we said, we're gonna give we're gonna give opinions on the first couple episodes. I'm not gonna do that for 86, and I'm not gonna do that for reincarnation because of the fact that those are by definition different. They're part twos of, of their core twos. So I'm gonna give you guys little mini reviews on those. Yeah, I know yeah, we're not we 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 we'll, we'll do mini review a Tensei. <laughs> yeah, we'll do on this. This 86 is all you. Yeah, I'll do a. Uh, mini- yeah, we're gonna do that. And then we're going to talk about everything else we are watching, separating yeah. together. Yeah, Talk isn't... We'll just go over the list real quick. Talk isn't a comedy. Banished Hero. Banished Hero kind of is a comedy. Um, You watched it, right? Which one? Banished Hero. No, I think you, I thought you did. I did watch it. I thought you were watching it. No, no, no. 
Oh well. Yeah, that that's for you. Otame is for you. All right. I'm like, fuck, man. Senpai, senpai is annoying. Is us. That's us. us. Yeah, Komi so, is us. We don't have yet. We haven't had Komi yet. We haven't included in the list. That'll come out October 23rd. And Ryoku is just faster. Not 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 calm, Not funny or scary. Hey, I mean, it's scary. It's creepy. It's not, you know me. I don't do well with horror. World's Finest Assassin is not, is not. Planet of Men certainly not. Fairway Paladin is not. My Senpai Knowing is, is a rom-com, so it's got a little bit of comedy in there. But yeah, I think Way the House Husband is going to win comedy of the season, I think, unless something I, 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 I think it'll be Comey, for being honest. I think Comey, well, I don't know. We'll see in terms of, I think that might be win romance of the season, but we'll see how um, it all plays out. How it all plays out, indeed. All right. Um, uh, we're, first, we're going to talk about stuff uh, we have not watching, which is uh, you were going to start with 86. Yeah, so I'm going to give you guys a little review on 86. As I mentioned before in the previous um, segment, uh, 86 is basically core two. This is core two of 86. Uh, the core one happened actually in winter, I believe, of spring. Um, spring. It was spring, sorry. Spring of this year. So we're at core two. We're at uh, fall now at this point. And 86 is going to be in the running. Because, I mean, ugh, fucking the AOT starts in December, even though it's considered winter. Demon Slayer's new anime, even though they're going to consider it through, through the fall season since they're running the Mugen Train arc. By definition, I'm not going to count that as a fucking thing because the, the newest material isn't isn't coming out until December. Um, JoJo's not coming out until December, even though it's considered a fall anime as well. 86 has a really good shot. Maybe not in the general public because they're going to count all those other ones. But for me specifically, since I'm not counting those, um, 86 has got a really good shot to basically win anime of the year. We got some surprises that may give it some competition, but 86 is just absolutely fucking stupendous. For those who don't know what 86 is about, 86 is basically um, it's kind of like Code Geass in a way where you have mech action mixed with uh, with discrimination um, hardcore discrimination. And so basically the Republic, this country called the Republic, they tout that they have autonomous um, mechs that are doing, that are fighting this war and that no casualties are being produced from this war. However, the reality of it is, is they've segregated a, a segment of their population called 86, which basically everybody's all human, but they have different skin color, hair color, backgrounds. So they segregate them all to go die. And the only people that are left inside this utopian city are um, white-haired, white children. Um, so it, it, again, it deals with discrimination. And it's kind of got like a European vibe to it. It kind of really reminds you of Nazi Germany. If you're uncomfortable with that, unfortunately, that's the vibe that 86 gives. But it's not in one of those like, oh, death chamber type of way. Like you're not going to be offended from that manner. It's just the principle of, of the discrimination and the segregation that they've produced. And basically the acceptance like, oh, we're going to send these motherfuckers to die and fuck them. Um, Core 1 was fantastic. I gave Core 1, I believe, a 5 out of 5 um, during the spring because it was absolutely stupendous. Core 2 starts off exactly where Core 1 left off. Basically, the 86 that were left, there, I believe there are 5 of them left, after their battle where they all might have died, they're all saved by this other country that basically is like a republic um it's a, a really for now at least it's a good country um people of all sorts of genders races colors whatever they all whatever they all basically um are together in unison in this um in this country again it's got european vibes so you can kind of think of it as world war ii except it's kind of more mech obviously a lot more mech and so um, the story basically concludes how the 86, um, they have found salvation and these episodes, 
um, you get a real good insight in terms of the struggles of people that are coming from war, war orphans and people that deal with PTSD coming from war. And again, the, the fears and the, of the segregation and the triggers and all of that. You get a really good glimpse of that because this is all stuff the 86 experience while they're inside of this beautiful country. They're free to do what they want and live their lives. But all they know is the battlefield. All they want to do is the battlefields. And on top of that, they do want revenge on this country that casted them aside, left them for dead, and didn't give one iota of a shit about them. It's truly magnificent in terms of how the story goes. They've also incorporated a new character in their little group. And it's the last princess. She's the last prin- – I forget her name, but she's the last princess of the, basically the Legion. The Legion is this force that are trying to like kill the Republic. So basically the 86 were fighting for the Republic, and the Legion are the people that are trying to defeat the Republic. So she was the last princess um, who ordered the – the legion to attack the republic and she's like if you have anyone to be mad at i'm the person to be mad at although she's like no more than like 11 years old so i don't know how she is claiming this but she um basically said like they basically told her like listen we're not mad at you we're mad at the country that casted us aside you weren't the problem the republic's the problem and we want to fight for this country to get our revenge on the republic and they take her along with her um meanwhile our other main character from the republic who sympathizes with the 86 and wants them to basically be full-fledged citizens in in this racist country lena um she was demoted after the end of core one to a she went from major to captain and she's just a complete bitch at this point like she's angry she's disenfranchised she doesn't care she fucking openly mocks the fucking the, the basically her superiors without you know doing anything to basically get herself killed in essence and it, it's a night and day type of shift from lena the innocent good girl who had sympathy for the 86 to the the, the, the destroyed soul that Lena has where she's just pissed off at that she has to work for this fucking country that is are full of racist pigs that hate the these people that are, you know, were just normal people before this whole war happened and now they're ostracized for having, you know, red hair, blue hair, black hair or like dark skin or whatever the case is. It's quite fucking sad, but like I said, just the, the dynamic that they share, that she has, um, and, and everything is just absolutely fucking stupendous. I cannot recommend if, you know, this is definitely this. I don't know. I haven't made my top five yet. We'll do it at the end. But this is damn near close to being my number one recommended anime. If you must watch, please, you must watch 86. You will be blown away. If you like amazing tech action, mech action, sorry. If you like amazing storytelling and are okay with uncomfortable subjects like segregation and and, and and things of that nature um yeah watch it watch it watch it watch it Matt. matthew watch it if you get a chance you're only 13 episodes in so it's not going to take you all that long and it's fucking fabulous it's absolutely fabulous so that's my mini review in terms of where we're at with 86 episode 14 um comes out it comes out every saturday um so if you want to catch it it's on country roll it's country roll exclusive and again can't recommend it enough go out and watch it i'll be giving you guys weekly analysis on that since matthew's not watching for now so uh all right now the ones you're watching by yourself I mean, that was when I was watching by myself. But the well, newer... aside from that one, I'm talking about the actual one, like the yeah, actual Naka situation. The newer ones that we're watching, um, I have two others basically. Banished Hero. It's not the official title. I, I shortened it to make it easy. The official title is Banished. 
banished from the and we have a lot of those this season we have a lot of long titles banished from the heroes party i decided to live a quiet life in the countryside that's the official name of this it's an isekai um but basically um the story revolves around a hero who is the the basically the older brother of like the best hero inside the hero's party um he's not all that powerful though like he's adequate but he's not like that powerful or compared to the rest of the group and so her basically lieutenant in the group the number two person in the group besides the hero is this complete absolute fucking asshole of a guy i forget his name but he's just a fucking dick a complete and absolute dick and he basically says like listen you're a pathetic piece of shit you bring your daughter you bring us down you bring your 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 sister down who's the hero you bring her down she has to protect you she can't do her job effectively you suck get the fuck out of our party leave all your shit um and that's that and so he basically reluctantly agrees and he basically goes to live in a countryside and his ultimate objective is basically like one of the things that he's really good at is um, gathering herbs. So he gathers herbs. He basically is content being a D-rank adventurer. He's got no qualms with that. And throughout the episode one, we actually see like, oh, dude may not be the most powerful person in his group, but he's pretty fucking powerful. Like he's basically every person has a skill in this anime. They basically have like a skill. I forget what it's called. I think they call it a calling. Every person has a specific calling, um, whether that's, you know, superiority with a specific magic or sword play. So he has basically, he has a skill or a calling to basically enhance all of his other normal skills and make them like high level. So he's got high level speed, high level survivability, high level endurance, high level, um, you know, like different things of that nature, but he's not really, he's great at a lot of things. He's good at a lot of things, but not great at one particular thing. But throughout the episode one, you see like, Oh, he's actually really fucking good by definition. And so <clears throat> at the end of the episode, he basically, um gets to open his apo his uh, apothecary but there's someone from the hero's party that happens to be in the same town and the episode ends her basically going to visit the apothecary and the season as a whole from what it appears looks like she's going to basically tag along with uh, the adventurer um and uh yeah We'll see how that goes. Um, by the way, his name is Red. He basically it's an alias. I forget there's a specific name for it for whatever it is, but the main character's name is Red. So, um, and in the new adventure, who we need to know, her name is Rit. So Red and Rit basically are gonna be their own thing. And the asshole that I mentioned, his name is uh Suara Ares. Um, he's a complete absolute piece of shit. So, um, that's banished from the hero's party. I decided to live in the in the quiet life in yeah. the countryside. We'll call it banished hero. Um, the other one is Otome Fairy Tale um it is very much kind of like it, it's like a more wholesome but uh more fucked up version of duke of death so the setting is basically in the 1920s and the heir of like some famous family or powerful or rich family he gets into a car accident and his mother dies and he cripples his right arm um his father who was already an asshole to him basically says like listen you're fucking useless um i don't want you part of the family go fuck yourself i'm gonna send you out to the countryside his siblings that are there his remaining siblings are like oh we wish you would have died instead of mom like you're worthless get the fuck out of here whatever so he's banished to like the mountains basically and he's basically all fucked up like he never received from his family no one told him he loved him. He hates his family. I'm banished. I'm just going to die here because I'm a cripple. Blah, 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 blah. And then he's 17, by the way. And then one snowy night, um, a woman shows up to or i shouldn't say a woman i should say a girl a girl shows up to his basically village villa and was like hey i was sent here to be your wife and i'm gonna be your wife now and he's like huh and he they flash back to where basically his father's like well, i guess i'll buy you a fucking wife so she can help you out live your life you pathetic shit get the fuck away from me and so he buys a 14 year old girl for his for his son 
the girl's family basically sold her off because they're in extreme debt to the to the the father and the father's like all right i'll forgive your debt if you sell your daughter to my son and go live in the countryside get the fuck away from my existence okay and so the boy is kind of like Bochan when he's in despair. Like he doesn't understand love. He doesn't understand what it's like to be cared about. He doesn't understand why this girl, her name's Otome. I believe her name's Otome. Let me check real quick. I'll give you the names momentarily. Give me two seconds. Uh, Ichi, Ni, San, Yon, Go. That's five seconds actually, guys. So the, the main character's name is uh, Tamahiko. Um, so we'll call him Shima because it's easy. Shima-sama. And then um, Yuzuki is the girl's name. So basically Yuzuki was brought up in a girl's like girl's school. And she does everything. She sews, she cooks, she cleans, everything really well. Um, but the sad reality is she's a 14-year-old girl that was sold basically to be a bride because of her family's poor existence. So that's the fucked up part. But given that it's 1920s, it was something that happened back then. You know, it is what it is. The story itself, though, really focuses on what it's like for Tamahiko, who's in despair, can't sleep, pissed off, in pain, upset, to basically be nurtured into a, a kinder soul by the beautiful soul of, of Yuzuki. And I think, honestly, out of all the ones that I've seen, if it's not Komi that wins couple of the year or, or romance of the year, I think Otome might, because just on principle of the way she is, um, she's fucking wholesome. This anime is very wholesome when it comes to the interaction with Tamahiko and Yuzuki um you know she expected when she first got there and she saw Yuzuki's cold demeanor she expected to get beat um like oh, I'm gonna get beat like this guy's a dick and she he asked one of the glaring things is Tamahiko asked like how um how far did you travel and she goes like 10 something basically like 10 miles we'll call it 10 miles up the mountain in the snow to, to see him to be with him and so the first thing he does is he puts his jacket on her and was like, we don't want you to catch a cold. And ever since then, basically, she falls in love with him, wants to fall in love with him, wants her to wants him to fall in love with her. Um, it's very, very wholesome. So if you can forgive the aspect of, you know, being sold into into bondage, basically, in essence, uh, in the 1920s, uh, the story itself between two people, one cold, one beautiful um, and them and their love story is actually quite nice. Very good. Uh, all right. Uh, for this time, I'm seeing more than you. Yeah. In terms of what you're not watching, four or five. All right. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna start with Visual Prison. Mm-hmm. This is uh This is basically Vampire Battle of the Bats. That's weird. It, it it's it is very very fucking weird. Mm-hmm. But um, animation is a mix of 3D and 2D. Uh, you mostly get the 3D. CG parts in terms of when they're performing these songs. Uh, and uh, Yuki uh, basically knows his band Eclipse, where Julita sings the song Guilty Cross. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like, I hear that like, he really liked that song. He, like, he wants to sing. Like, he wants to sing, like, Br- Julita. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, that, that, that's his goal. He wants to sing. And uh, I don't know where you see the, the new Eclipse, where these, these two brothers, basically, they do their song, and then the other band, Lost Eden, does their song. Uh, one of them gets their blood sucked, and that made uh, Yuki like, ah, oh, like he has like a red eye now, like he's a half human, half vampire. So like, oh, this is interesting type of thing. Mm. Like, like he was chosen to be like to be uh, like to be his own band or something. And he eventually meets a Julita above on the roof, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like, oh shit, like I'm really here, like this is really you type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and uh, you find out he's retired; he doesn't sing like he used to. It's like, hey, do you sing? Like, I want to hear you sing. It's like, I don't sing. It's like, oh, but I heard you in the alleyway saying you wanted to sing, like like me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. 
So he starts playing the piano, and then Yuki starts singing that song, Guilty Cross, which was his song. And he sang, he sings really well, actually. Mm. And then you see the, the Scarlet Moon, like, drip blood like, to him. Because basically they want this to please the Scarlet Moon. If you please the Scarlet Moon with your music, you get this immense power. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're competing for. It's like once a year type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, uh, Yuki, like, are you she going to? Basically, are, gonna, are you basically going to make your own band and participate in this? Mm-hmm. Uh, before he gives his answer, credits. Mm. Uh, I, I, I'll say it's one of those last minute things I wanted to watch. It looked interesting, but nothing really. There's nothing groundbreaking. Uh, it's it's a vampire thing, but again, the fact that it's basically music, that's what attracts me to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably just gonna keep keep watching for now, just for the songs. I mean, I just I'm so over vampires at this point, dude. Like I, really... I, I again, I, I mostly again I'm mostly watching for the music. Yeah, I really blame freaking um, what's it called? Noblesse. Noblesse yeah. was kind of disappointing in that, like uh, that that was a wrong one for you. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, it killed vampires for me. Like, uh, like okay, th- it's not bad, but this one is. There's nothing special about it either. <laughs> but but again, the whole battle of the bands is 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 interesting. Yeah, I will say that about the anime that we're watching, or at least that I'm watching. I've got nothing that I can say is like mediocre or like shitty. Like I don't have anything that I'm watching that's meh as far as I'm concerned. I well, don't, uh, well, honestly, this is this me. is honestly this is probably the only one. Yes, because uh, uh, the next one, Tricorder Window, this second episode got better. Did it? Yeah, like surprisingly. It better because it's not corny. Better because it's more gay, less gay. No, no, no. Like they 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 toned down the innuendo, and like when there's stuff stuff in like gay related, it's not like it's it it just fits. It was like a more natural type thing in, in terms sure. of the yaoi. And uh, I actually like the yeah, villain. Oi, yeah, oi. Boys yeah. are rubber. Yowie, wowie. Okay, Bray Wyatt. Uh, and I actually am more intrigued with the villain. Because you actually see her second episode. So she sees them second episode. So basically, uh, there's a book clerk, uh, Kosuke Mikado, who like, basically, he, can see, he can see spirits. And he wishes he, he has it. But there's a guy, uh, Rihitu Hiwakawa, because mm-hmm. he's, he's basically an exterminator for these spirits. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm looking. I've been looking for someone like you. Like so, he like he touches him to like connect to him. So basically, like, hey, you can see what I see. Like, I, I can see Where'd what you see. Him? Where'd he touch him? Uh, above above the waist. Okay. Mostly his shoulder. Okay. And like, with the immense spiritual power it gives him, it, there's just been a pleasure to him. So it feels good while doing it. Uh, when it got too intense, he like nibbles Kasuke's ear. Like it's like sometimes you gotta have it more intimate. It's just, mm-hmm. And then Rihitu is like, you're mine, basically. Well, not Rihitu. No, 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 because Kosuke has, like, potential power to him. Like, like more than just seeing, like, when Rihitu is an actual projection, he can kick him out of his body. Mm -hmm. That type of thing. And the fortune teller, Kita, telling Kosuke, hey, you should actually probably stay away from him. Like, the fact that he's being used and all that. And uh, Rihitu gets upset at Kosuke because, like, you you just let anyone enter your body, huh? Hey, because that's what uh, Erica did in the classroom, like the villain. That's what she did to Kosuke while like, oh, there's a ghost here. Then Erica controlled the, the body saying, don't we talk about? No, there isn't. So she's a she's a she's a, a more intimidating figure. Like there's a mystery with a bit of creepiness for it. Uh, I don't know if I'll love this yet. Like judging by the poster, I expect this to be like a dark type mystery. But for all we know, it could be down the road. Okay, first episode was again. It felt forceful with the innuendos, like very cheesy, especially with the dialogue. 
but they actually toned it down. We got introduced more characters that has made it better. <laughs> so I am curious to see where this one will go. Uh, but not bad so far. Right now it's like a three, maybe a two and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Uh, this one, next one, uh, a Hickey story. Uh, this one has been going on for the past month. Right? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm four episodes in for this. Mm. And this is basically based off a book. Not mm-hmm. a manga. I, I did hear that. I did hear like it's an actual an actual book, like a uh, like an actual like folklore type ordeal. The yeah. tale of the Heike yeah. in uh twelfth century Japan. Yeah. And there's a bit of magic to it with uh the main girl Biwa. Like like her like her eyes, like she has the multicolored eyes and she sees the future type of thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like telling uh first her father gets killed by the Heike family because they're awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he uh t- but uh, Biwa befriends one of them, uh, Shigemori, who also has the eyes that she has. The multicolor eyes, sees the future type of thing. Mm-hmm. So she eventually gets taken in as uh, like adopted. And she starts uh, getting familiar with the family. You get familiar with almost everyone. And you get the culture of how they were back then. Like if a kid acted up against royalty or something like that, they're, the only way to redeem is they get sent away somewhere. <laughs> They actually, like, they go into detail with how things were in that timeline. Mm-hmm. And that's actually great. And um, I think about B-Wild, like, what's that instrument called? The dun 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 What's that instrument that they normally play in the old times? Um, the, are you talking about the one that was in Snow White Notes? Essentially, yes. The shamisen. Yeah, um, there's a little vision of B-Wild, like, playing that when something dramatic happens like she plays that in real life but like in like a visionary type thing like you see Bo like long white hair and it's just singing with that instrument <laughs> like something that's going on like tragic or whatever it, it, it comes and goes from time to time but uh, i like the magical aspect with the vision thing uh, i am enjoying the characters even the family despite them being like this powerful family and also essentially horrible people but uh, i i am liking everything about this uh animation is unique Mm-hmm. So that's that's always nice. Uh, Yamada, the guy who did uh, a silent voice, Kaon, did this after leaving Kyoto. So it's just nice to see him go like back into work. So mm-hmm. I I am happy for that in that regard. Sorry, Yamada, she. Well, Yamada. So I thought it was like, but no, I'm, I'm wrong. It's Naoko Yamada, she. Yeah, I'm glad she's getting work. I'm glad she's finding new work to move on after that her horrific fire in the Kyoto Yadi studio. Uh, great stuff. This is definitely a four. Uh, there's no episode list yet. They didn't say how many episodes are going to be, but I'm not worried. I'm along for the ride on this one. And then mm-hmm. the final one for me, Blue Period. This is a Netflix exclusive. Uh, this one I'm, I'm probably enjoying the most. This hour I want to watch him by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a guy named uh, Yatora, who's basically he did, he's just basically bored with his life, but just hangs out. He basically just hangs out with his friends, watching the game, drink, get drunk, and go to school the next day. Uh, but eventually, and the, he also falls asleep in art class until he saw this specific art picture that, like, it captivated him. It blew him away type of thing. Like, the detail of it. And it is beautiful. It is a beautiful piece. Uh, I, you, you, first, you think Ryuji made the painting. So, uh, so Yadara was basically scolded her, like, oh, you can't be, you can't go to art school type of thing. No one's mm-hmm. gonna accept you. Mm-hmm. But he's just talking down on her. And they're like, ah, shit. <laughs> And even the art teacher's like, eh, that's true. Uh, it's hard to get... It's, art school's very expensive, and acceptance rates is very hard, almost impossible to get in. You get, like, five people, basically, if you're lucky. <laughs> so it's kind of like a mixture of uh, 
of uh, Kageki Shoujo, except for art and not catty shit. Yeah, and it's it's and it's it's and it's a regular school. It's yeah. just a regular high school. It's just an art. There's just an art club. Yeah, and then uh, basically uh, everyone was told to they have to draw something. Uh, but, well, first beforehand, uh, she finds out he finds out Yadara finds out who actually drew drew the painting. That was a uh, Maru Mori. Because he see her, he sees her like like watching like like basically doing some small stuff and he was asking her about the painting like uh, why is this person green type of thing like mm-hmm. oh like because of the background but it also matches the skin of the person beside them so it's like a transparent type thing and basically like the perfect painting is basically like a different shade of blue because Yatara was describing like uh, Shibuya and like the sunrise basically like more than like actual sunrise like how it's like this beautiful blue type thing. Mm-hmm. So and she's like, well, maybe straw because usually like, the blue of the picture, like you can do anything with blue. Mm-hmm. So he actually does at home, like he draws, he like he he starts painting like that, how he remembers that night or early morning of Shibuya, the morning rise. Like he like he colors it blue, different shades of blue, but also draws the builders in it, like after, and it got a positive response from like basically everyone, even yeah. the girls she he scolded, the Ryuji. <laughs> Like she was about to like it, and she saw like who made it. Like, never mind, I ain't looking at it. Like, oh, like, but even his friends were getting it. Like, they figured it out before the art students of what it was. Like, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, we were here. That's the town. Like, that's you drew that. That's actually awesome. Like, he was happy he had to have like an actual conversation with his friends mm-hmm. instead of just drinking and watching the game. And he actually starts getting tips from his art teacher. <laughs> like, he even like outside his window, like he sees. Like the whole town, like in a sunset. So he's like, like he starts drawing it. Like he's actually drawing, because he he does he does draw from time to time. But it was always it was just a hobby. Like he probably couldn't go anywhere, especially since his parents said we can't afford a private school type of thing. Mm-hmm. So he just ignored it. But here he is drawing. He starts getting pointers from his teacher that he's like, you know, what? I he wants to sign up. He wants to sign up for the art club. He wants to actually try to get into this fancy art university in Tokyo. So now he's actually going to take his painting seriously. So uh, if you like, if you like paintings, if you like art, there's a bit of drama in it, and it's like it is a slice of life for you. Mm-hmm. It's actually well done, and I and I enjoy it for all those aspects. Uh, for those that are interested, it is a Netflix exclusive that will be released weekly. I think it's the first time they're doing this for international, like the states. Mm-hmm. So, but a yeah, great first episode. Uh, I am definitely curious to see what's going to happen next with uh, how Yator grows as an artist and how his life's going to be with his friends and everything. <laughs> so uh, I believe that's it for me in that one. Alrighty then. Alrighty, now the real meat of the matter is stuff we are watching together. But first, we're going to do one more review. Mushoku Tensei Part 2. Mushoku Tensei Part 2. Uh, this came out in winter. Mm-hmm. And we loved it. We were supposed to get it in the summer, but delayed. So the fall. And here we are. <laughs> I mean, you know, again, it's starting off fabulous. Um, a, a quick recommendation if you're not watching Mashoko Tensei. If you have children, don't watch it around children. Yeah, please don't. If you have an offense, a wife that will get offended, don't do that either. Don't watch it at work or school. Definitely wa- just watch it at home. Just watch, watch it at home. 
in the comfort of your of your house. Um, if you have, if you're in an apartment, don't put it too loud. Otherwise, the orgasm sounds will maybe make people uncomfortable. Depends. I mean, it's not that bad. I'm, we're over exaggerating a bit, but it is relatively sexual, but not in like an etchy way. It really, you know, helps the story in essence. So, um, to break down Mashoko Tensei, basically. Um, it's an isekai. It's a very, very good isekai at that. But it's an isekai nonetheless. Um, this neat 30-something, I think he's like 36, 36-year-old shut-in neat basically gets kicked out of his apartment one day. And he ends up saving somebody from Truck-Kun. But Truck-Kun gets his ass. He dies. And he's reincarnated in a, a world full of magic and swords, um, except he retained his memories. So he's a baby. His conscience, yeah, he gets his actual conscience. Yeah, with the conscience of a 36-year-old pervert. And the story progresses basically how he is a prodigy because he's smart and he is, like I said, he's 36 years old. He's got a fully developed mind already. Um, he's also got a very perverted mind, which is where like the sexual stuff in, comes in with like fucking and jacking off and and masturbation and shit like that. We see basically in different points of uh, of the series. Um, but in any case, he's a, a fucking genius. And so the story basically is how he uh lives in this new world um and how crazy good he is in terms of um in terms of his ability and it also basically is a story of how he basically takes this new life that he received um and makes the most of it at this point you know he recognizes how he was back then he goes through personal uh pitfalls as well like personal pitfalls and he has journeys to try and escape them and be a better person. And at the end of the day, that's kind of what the uh, true objective of this is. As much as he is, you know, this amazing character, he's really trying to do better by himself and by the world that he's in now after living a fucked up life beforehand. So um, that's the gist of it. Now, with that said, um, again, the action is really good. Um, the story is really well. Um, again, it's sexual, so if you like seeing or hearing sexual shit, you're in for a good one there. Um, and just in general, it's a really, really solid, solid series. Um, I believe I gave it a four out. Of, I gave Core One a four out of five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I got to check and see what I gave it. Um, give me two seconds. Let me see what I gave Core One. Yeah, jobless, jobless, jobless. Moshoku Tensei, jobless reincarnation. It can go by two terms, by the way. I use jobless reincarnation because that's the English version. Um, the more known version is uh, Moshoku Tensei. Um, why is it playing a? Why is it playing a preview? I didn't want it to play a preview. Go, <laughs> go men, go men, go men. Choto go men. Um, do I not have an option? I mean, I guess I could search it. In any case. Anyway, Matt, while I search it, go ahead and give them the recap of the last couple episodes. Uh, basically, it starts out with uh, Rudius, Eris, and what's that guy's name? Uh, Rudyard. Yeah, I gave Rudyard. it four out of five. Yeah. yeah, and Rudyard, they basically are, bas- they're all they're all called, they're still called Dead End. They're traveling together, still they're still on the island. And uh, basically, they're out of money. Mm-hmm. And we talked about um, uh, Rudy meets a, meets a lolly demon who basically takes out one of the uh, yeah we actually we actually i think we covered that in the last week did we yeah we were talking about how we got the demon eye <laughs> oh yeah we made a joke because i made a demon look and we made a joke about lowly i was like oh wait till we get the jobless reincarnation that's right episode uh, 12 has a lowly demon that blesses rudy with a demon eye which if you make a correlation uh basically this lowly demon has the ability to she has 12 different demon eyes she herself has one 
and she gives the other 11 how she sees fit. If you look at one of the main characters from episode one, which is Ghislaine, which is the sword freaking priestess, she keeps her eye covered. When she reveals the eye, it's a demon eye. Each eye has different like abilities. And so the eye that she gives Rudy um, is uh, the eye of foresight. So if he puts magic into his eye, he can basically see ahead into the future up to like three seconds, I think, into the future. Uh, his limit is a second for right now. So if um, as the second in the in the previous episode, did you see the last? You saw the last episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he says if he focuses his mana into the eye, he can extend it up to three seconds. Yeah, but w- without that, it's just a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a second. Yeah, without mana, it just naturally is a second. Um, and so basically, the episode. So it's it's interesting because we're two episodes in, and the episode focuses on on. Rudy getting the eye and trying to get ahead. Um, the next episode, which is the one that came out on yeah, Sunday, it focuses sh- on Roxy. <laughs> yeah, it focuses on Roxy. Which, by the way, um, these uh, the show comes out on Sunday, and so the end of Core One shows them coming to the port city and Roxy herself coming into the port city. And throughout the first episode, we basically see Roxy and Rudy. Uh, they wonder about each other and they miss each other and they keep missing each other. Yeah. Um, One's going one way, one's going the other way. One doesn't realize one's passing, one doesn't and, realize. And then, and then uh, you find out how that came to be. And in this last episode, we find out and we see how it comes to be. And basically, Roxy is in a party with uh, two of Paul's former uh, party mates. One yeah. is a, um, uh, what is that, like a, a, a dwarf. A dwarf. One's a dwarf who's really powerful and, and a skilled a skilled person. But he's, up, but he's also a drunk. Yeah. yeah, he's also a drunk. And he's with, uh, she's with an elf. And the elf is a horny whore. <laughs> yeah, basically, she yeah, she, 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 she sleeps her way to get information. She And she loves dick. She loves sex. She loves it. And mm. she's even open to, to, to trying to show Roxy her side. And she's like, why don't you join me? And we and, Ro- and Roxy canceled the orgy with her icicle spears. <laughs> she basically cock-blocked an orgy and blew up the room that she was basically getting gang-banged in. <laughs> yeah. It, uh... Uh... Fucking hilarious. Which, by the way, in the first episode, we see Rudy pass that, and he hears, ah, ah, Mato, Mato. And Rudy's like, <laughs> he gets in his creepy little fucking uh, his thing. Yeah. He's like, nope, I can't stick around. He has to go try and figure out what's going on with the eye, try and find Rougier and, and Eris. And so freaking... Uh, They're on the boat. Meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, Roxy uh, has to break up the, the orgy, and basically they realize, she basically makes an executive decision. She's trying to find everybody in the family. So Paul's missing Rudy. Yeah, the, miss- gray, red, the gray red family. Yeah, missing his, his wife, and then mis- missing his mistress and their child. So basically, Roxy's like, alright, the wife is fine, Rudy's fine, let's just focus on, on the mistress and the child. They're the people who we need to find. So they basically, in essence, give up on Rudy for now. Rudy sets sail from the port city that she that they happen to be in together he sets sail um they send rougeard ahead of time out there yeah to be smuggled in and they were supposed to basically hand up a deal like we'll smuggle you to this other side if you help us relieve us of these if you smuggle yeah, bas- these yeah basically parcel- free free the prisoner that look yeah so basically they have to smuggle some assets which we learn later are prisoners we'll get into that momentarily so then the episode basically focuses at the beginning on or the second half of sorry the episode focuses on uh eris being extremely seasick throwing up into a bucket and she's basically half naked at this point she threw up on her robe her robe is 
drying and she's half naked. She got her, 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 her opi out. She's 13 now at this point, which is obviously still underage, but Rudy's only what 11 and he's super perverted. So it fits, you know, it's okay for them, even though it's not okay, but it's, it's okay for them. So Rudy gets a boner seeing Eris uh, half naked and as 11 year old boy. So he heads to the bathroom and he rubs one out. He rubs one out. <laughs> and, and the Eris the is like, you smell funny. And you smell funny, which is fucking. He didn't wash his hands. They're they're in, they're in the moving sea, but you still you still get that must after. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so, so yeah, that that yeah. So she probably smelled the musk of it. Of not. In any case, <laughs> they get over. Yes, they like, get. Okay, uh, we're here to pick this person up. Like, okay, fine. Why don't you say so? And Rudy sees one of the prisoners, uh, Nico, hmm. getting abused for hmm. uh, screaming. And... I think she got beaten to death. No, she got, yeah, she got killed. She got sliced to death. We find out later she slices to death. She basically, he goes to, to Rougerd. Um, he goes like, oh, Rougerd, we're going to get you out. And he's like, Rougerd, by the way, for those who didn't see Core 1, Rougerd is what's called a super, which is uh, a demon uh, thing that supposedly hates humans. And we find out his story is all fucked up. And it was actually the king whom Rudy is basically working for, in essence, or like the god deity that ordered the, the super to basically be a, a fucked up race and be scapegoats for like this yeah, and basically he's plot. with them to basically re reestablish yeah that they're decent people but they do kill and Rougeard's like listen the the assets that we need to relieve are five demon children there were six one was just killed and Rudy obviously feels bad and he tells Rudy like we must, want to kill. <laughs> we must kill everyone and Rudy doesn't want him to kill like like Matthew just said but um, he assures Rudy, like, listen, your hands aren't going to be dirty. I want to do this. This is something I need to do. Let me do it. And so he says, okay. And Rudyard goes on a killing spree and kills everybody. While they, Rudy rescues the prisoners. <laughs> yeah, the prisoners are a little bit scared of him as a human. So he puts his staff down. He starts talking beasts to them. And, um, of course, Rudy's a pervert. And so Rudy sees some some opi, even though they're abused under, you know, un- malnourished opi. He gets excited. But he's like, nope, got to stay focused. So they escape. And then the girls are like there was a dog there why didn't you get the dog why didn't you get the dog and Rudy's like we have no time and rudy's like it's fine i'll go back and get the dog so he gets the dog rudy becomes a kid because it's like oh it's a fluffy dog yeah a, a sacred beast as it's that called. yeah that was probably what they were looking for. yeah but it was a fluffy dog so he starts playing with the fluffy dog meanwhile two people that were there from the from the beasts uh sorry from the from the the child beast uh uh what's it called village to save the girls noticed all there is everybody's dead and all you see is rudy with a creepy face playing with the dog so they basically incapacitate rudy and they take the dog and they take rudy to the village while the chief that was there is going after rougeard and the beast children so we're in for a pretty wild ride in episode three but again this is a very solid anime a very solid isekai um it's going to be a top contender as well during this season all right now the reviews are out of the way. We're going to talk about our impressions of what is we are watching together. Mm. Uh, first, Biriko-chan. This is this is <laughs> odd. It's not odd. It's just it's way too sexual for what it, it is. It, it, it's it's definitely not edgy. They didn't get to write in because they're high school. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't mind them, but at the same time, I get why uh, people. Uh, but I'm not. The only comedy is the fan service. Yeah, that's really the issue. With the horror comedy, I figured it'd be out. And, 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 and Miko's face. And Miko's no, face. I was going to say, Miko's, Miko's reactions are definitely what it is. So, for those who don't know, what we're talking about Miko Chan, Miruko Chan, sorry, is about a high school girl who one day 
basically is living life normally and now sees ghosts and demons and they're trying to basically see like oh do you see us do you see us and she does her best to no sell it she's like doesn't react doesn't scream doesn't cry externally she's just like nope everything's cool but internally she's freaking the fuck out she's like oh my god i can see these demons oh my god it's touching me oh my god it's touching her oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god she's freaking the fuck out um so again the comedy is in her reaction but um the story is extremely sexual like there's a, a high emphasis on the sexual portions whether it's seeing underwear whether it's close-ups on on camel toes whether it's close-up on titties where you can see see through bras and they're naked at times yeah, mostly hannah yeah and they show like well they also show meruko like in the very first episode they, they show go, her, yeah like, they show her bent over like twice yeah they saw her bent over they show her pulling her panties down the pee it, which is that shocked me like that you don't really see that you know thank god you don't hear or see her Oshiko, which means P in Japanese. You don't see her, Oshiko. Yeah. But um, just the principle of like an animation yeah. of her, a girl taking her panties off and she's mm-hmm. a high school girl. Definitely, definitely was like, wow. But so, I mean, if you're a high school kid, like my nephew is 16 in high school. He loves the fuck out of this yeah. for obvious fucking reasons. But, you know, for somebody like us, like, you know, normal adults, it. It, it it's it's a bit much. It, it, it's either gonna be it's, normal for you or it's gonna be a bit much. It's a bit much, even for and, me. And, I, and I, I, the, I will say the designs of the ghosts are creepy. Like they're very they're creepy. I get creeped oh, yeah. out. I definitely because I don't do horror at all. So I see the seeing the ghosts for me, I get creeped the fuck out. Yeah. But um, yeah, dude. Just in general, like like I said, yeah. it's it's unique. Uh, the, the I, I, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we're gonna finish it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna finish it for sure. Even even though the even though the sexuality is too much, I still enjoy it. But yeah. it's just you know, it's just too much, dude. It's way uh, too much. Yeah. Not even an etchy where like you get a story and it just happens to be sexual. Like this is a horror comedy with extremely like NSFW right. stuff. Like you know, outside of like seeing like fucking Opa, like Bear Opa and and Manko. Yeah. That's about it. That's all right. you're missing. Uh, but yeah, after the first two episodes. Um, it there is potential, but again, the edgy is a bit much. But there is definitely some elements of horror. They do, especially with the ghosts. They do. They actually do a a really nice job on that. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so. Well, we will see what happens. I can already uh, tell, like so far, like it's not gonna get more than a three for me. Yeah. All right, up next, Platinum End. Man, this was dark. Actually, you know what? I want to do Ganabre Dokichan first, because that's oh, like, yeah, the, yeah. Those are yeah. That that that's very mm-hmm. short. That's an ONA. We can get yeah. that real quick. Yeah. It's another, it's an Eshi shorts, but nothing too bad. It's an adult comedy in essence. It, and this, it really is an adult comedy. Basically the show follows two girls, two office girls, as they basically have a crush on the same office guy. And they basically want to be in a relationship with him. And they also want to get fucked by the guy. And so basically yeah. it, it shows their trials and tribulations of working in an office together while having a crush on this guy. Um, it, it's nice. Like Matthew said, it's a, it's a TV short. It's only five minutes long um, of which you get a full, you basically get a full ED uh, yeah. from it. So you see like two minutes of story, you get a full ED, which is a minute and a half. And then you get an extra 30 seconds of like after credit. And then to lead up to the next episode. It to lead to the next episode, and then like you see like an, an image, like a, an illustration from the from the from the mangaka, and that's how it ends. Um, so it's very simple, simple short, uh, easy watch. Um, it, it again, it's an adult comedy. So I'm and I'm sure you know people have heard the saying, "You never shit where you eat." 
Um, so if you don't believe in that, you probably would get frustrated watching this. But at the same time, if you do, you know, or have been in a in a in a in a, a situation where you have had like an interwork relationship with somebody, or had a crush on somebody, or trying to go after somebody who works with you, um, you would completely understand where this anime goes. So, um, I recommend it. Just the, the principle of it, you know, being an adult comedy. Again, it is etchy, so not something you want to watch in public. I would say probably not. Um, again. All the things that we basically mentioned for Jobless, I might recommend for definitely Meiruko and definitely um, Ganabre. It's funny, my nephew, we're going back to Meiruko real quick. My nephew texted me and he's like, um, he's like, oh, have you seen Meiruko? I was like, oh, I need to. He's like, ah, oh, it's so good. So I see it and I was like, dude, I understand why it's so good. It's so edgy. He's like, he chuckles. And so the next episode comes out, episode two of Meiruko came out this uh, Saturday and he watched it on Monday at school. And he's like, he's like, Unc, I don't think I could watch uh, Meiruko anymore in school. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't do that, dude. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Like, I hadn't seen it yet and I saw episode two and it was worse than episode one. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I would definitely, that's a stupid reason to get in trouble. So definitely, definitely watch that when you're alone at home i'm not gonna say anything to your sister it's all good but um yeah anyway simple 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 watch for ganabe dokachan now let's get to platinum and yeah uh this one's a little bit darker a at, little bit well, well at first a at little first. bit dude that was very dark bro are you kidding me oh, yeah. fine, fine. basically yeah Barai finishes school it's like what are you gonna do next i'm gonna kill myself yeah, we see basically a, a boy, and everyone's happy around him, and we see a depressed boy. Um, I would say similar in despair to um, uh, what's his face to uh, Miyamura. If you watched Horror Mia, and you saw like the despair yeah. of Miyamura, he's got that similar despair, except his situation, his story is way worse as we come to find out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he fucking goes on a building one day and he's like all right he graduates from middle school he's gonna go on to high school and he's like yeah i don't want to do this anymore he's like i'm just gonna kill myself yep and he got saved by the angel nase saying hey um don't do that i'm here to make you better i'm your personal angel i'm here so, to make you happy yeah so she gives mirai like this uh wings and an arrow to make the people specific, fall in love yeah specifically the 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 gift of freedom and the gift of love and boy, uh, freedom is one. The freedom is very accurate, but love. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, basically, and then Nase drops the bombshell, saying, "Oh yeah, by the way, uh, your aunt and uncle killed your parents." Yeah, we come to find out that um that Mirai's family was killed in a in an explosion, and he was basically adopted by his aunt and uncle who abused the fuck out of him. Um, even the kids the, do. And even the kids, their kids abused him too, and that basically led him to despair. So while they're happy, enjoying life, he's he's like Harry Potter, like in or like the the what's the face? But like the, but a little worse, like he's actually suicidal. Yeah. Yeah, he's like in a cupboard by himself, like dirty and fucking beat up. But he now he's become suicidal. He wants to kill himself, and that's where the genesis of his depression comes in. And so, um, like Matt said, she drops the bombshell that like, hey, your family was fucking killed by your aunt and uncle. Like, oh, you don't believe me? Come, let's find out. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so he's so she's like, hey, use the arrow to make to make the aunt confess what happened. So he does that when he gets home, mm -hmm. like while the aunt's like falling in love with him, creepy enough. And mm -hmm. then she admits, yes, uh, we killed. Like, like we didn't want to. Like it was the uncle's idea for mm -hmm. the money, the insurance money. Mm -hmm. And then the uncle comes like, hey, why the fuck are you saying this? Yeah. Uh, they, then they start fighting. The aunt gets beat up, and, and then the aunt kill herself. <laughs> no, specifically, fucking Mirai is like, you should just fucking die. Not fucking, but she's like, you should and die. Like, and she's like, well, if you insist. And she slices her fucking throat open. And the uncle freaks out, and then you cut to like a, what was it, like a week later. 
No, so basically he has this revelation, and I thought that was very, very powerful. One of the things that Mirai said is, I only come to those who um, who basically have lost the will to live. Um, that's when I come into play. And she's what's called a special grade angel. There's grade one, grade two, and special grade. So she's a special grade angel. That's why she's able to bestow these powers onto him. And so basically Mirai has a flashback to his life um, before... Uh, the explosion happened and everything that's happened subsequently afterwards and he has like a revelation about the power of love and the power of freedom and he mentioned like you know like my family wanted me to live i was living before i can live again um it, it was just a very powerful moment where you know the suicidal kid realizes like life isn't as bad as you know how he thinks and even though he's got a fucked up hand in life you know he still has the ability to make the most of his life and that he should keep on living and that's when Nase officially says, like, listen, I'm going to be your personal angel. You know, I'm here to help you, like, you know, be happy. So, and then, by the way. <laughs> yeah, by the way. So basically it cuts to a week later um, and uh, Mirai is dead broke living in uh, a, hotel a hotel. because of the arrow. Yeah. And she's like, oh, he's like, I want money. And she's like, well, you can, you know, just, you know, with your wings, you can, you're faster than anything. You just steal and whatever you, you want. And you could also kill your uncle. Yeah, you can kill your uncle and get his insurance money since they killed your family. He's he's not needed, right? And Mirai's like, what the fuck? Like, why would I kill somebody? Like, killing and stealing wouldn't make me happy. Like, that's not how I want him like, to die. Well, you're going to have to kill. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh, and he's like, oh, like, I don't want him to slit his throat. Like, oh, no, no, you don't have to do that. Here's a, a white arrow. Like, so basically the red arrow, he gets an arrow power. So the red arrow makes people fall in love with people. If he shoots somebody with a white arrow, it's instant death. They feel nothing. They don't suffer. It's just fucking book death. That's it. And he's like, oh, my God, why would I want to do that? And she's like, oh, my God, I completely forgot to tell you. Um, by the way, because I bestowed these powers on you, um, you are now the 13th candidate. There are 12 other candidates. Uh, sorry, the 13th candidate to replace God. There are there is no God currently. And there are 12 other candidates that are vying so you're to gonna, God. So you're going to have to fight to this. Yeah, you're going to eventually meet these guys. And we get a, a, a preview of one of them fucking. And he's like a justice warrior. He basically goes to like a pimp that's like fucking in his limo. And he kills the pimp um, in the limo. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty wild. And by the way, we get the revelation. And I, I kind of believe in this. I don't know. I, I'm not religious, but at the same time, I'm Catholic, so I do believe in, in heaven and hell. He, she mentions, like, listen, there's a hell, but there's no devils. The devils are what's inside of humans' hearts. And I felt that. I was like, wow. It makes a lot of fucking sense. But yeah, yeah. in any case. Uh, yeah, we, we also said we wouldn't be reviewing. <laughs> at this point, we're really just, this is our thoughts, so we're doing reviews. In essence. I know, but, uh, but it's going to be like, oh, we, can't, we can't split these episodes again. I mean, we could. <laughs> no, get... we're not doing that. We can't, we can't keep doing it. I mean, dude, freaking, I mean, dude, when you really think about it, as we go along in the season, we're watching 15, at least 15 different anime, dude. It, they're all going to be long. That's, I'm sorry. I, I know. Like, we're, we're probably going to have to cut our reviews short. <laughs> I don't know if we can. I just That's why I don't mind the, the double episodes. Although, you know, when once we're back to a normal schedule, double episodes, we're trying to basically get our, our, our feet under us, ladies and gentlemen. For now, the uh, double episodes don't mind because, as you know, we've been taking individual breaks um, for, for life reasons. So it's OK. But obviously, we don't want to make you guys listen to two episodes back to back. And at the same time, we don't want to basically hound you out for three hours in terms of anime. I think you guys have other yeah. things to do other so than watch like, us. Uh, so we're probably going to cut down the spoiler part as much. <laughs> Perhaps. And yeah, like, 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 like not a whole re we can't like fully recap the episodes. 
Yeah, I mean, all right. Point is, though, Platinum Man, really good. For those who don't know, Platinum Man is also made by the uh, creators of Death Note. I haven't seen Death Note. I know you have, Matt. I know yeah. it's a highly acclaimed series with a kind of a disappointing end. So we'll see how Platinum End goes through. But Platinum End is definitely a a really, really good uh, series. And I'm very intrigued by it. Very dark. It's probably one of the darker animes of the season so far. It's just in one episode alone. Um, it does come out on Fridays, if I'm not mistaken. So every Friday, if you want to check out, uh, Platinum oh, it's Man. Thursday. No, it's Friday. Oh, okay. It's Friday. Yeah. Uh, Aquatope and Nexus are on Thursdays. Okay. So actually it might, uh, it might be Thursday. No, you're right. I think it is Thursday. I'm sorry. No, you're right. Yeah. It is Thursday. Yeah. It's Friday over there. <laughs> yeah. Otome and, um, uh, Faraway Paladin are Fridays. In any uh, case. All right. Uh, but yeah, definitely good. Definitely good. First impression. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. Curious to see where it goes next. All right. Speaking of Faraway Paladin, let's talk about that next. It's weird, but I like it. It's, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> it is. There's no point really in reviewing this one because it's it's kind of unique. But long story short, uh, Faraway Paladin basically follows a boy who's brought up, raised as a as a man by. Three yeah. The, also, they don't have it listed. It is an isekai. Is, well, yeah, because they he they, got reincarnated. He was. Yeah, he says I'm keeping a seal. Basically. We can. It's not really a review, but we can basically say that he's being brought up by three undead. Um, the undead keep, you know, the secrets of how they became undead, why they became undead, and how they and are. Where's people? Where he came from, but he's also keeping a secret from them is that he retained his memories. It's not like Jobless, where the guy has full recollection of his past. Um, he has very little. Character has he? It's foggy. It comes and goes. He just knows that he lived on Earth and he got reincarnated, and so. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, it, it's really unique in terms of the fact that you have these three undeads and they have like, uh, again, re- religion and the religion affects the undead, um, in various ways. It's, um, it's quite interesting. You know, it, it, it remind you know what it reminded me of? I was trying what? to make a, an idea. It reminded me of a more mature version of Somali. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. A Samari and the Forest Spirit, yeah. for those who don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I think the OP kind of gave away that Mary Blood and Augustus don't come with him. <laughs> well, yeah, because he grows up and he has to go adventure on his own. I'm sorry, so, so either, yeah, either, they, either they die or he just goes on his own. <laughs> I think he goes on his own. I think that's yeah, well, well, hopefully. Okay. Oh. I, I'm tired of just seeing people die. I like I, I, I like, I like, I like Blood. I like, I like Mary. Yeah, I like his family. Yeah, like they all teach him different things. So I always have, like, Mary teaches him about the gods, Blood teaches him how to hunt, and Augustus teaches him magic. And wisdom and history, yeah. And money. <laughs> and money. But, so it's uh, good. I'm very curious to see how it goes. Um, and yeah. Yeah, definitely. The mystery of that is definitely interesting. Of what what's going on. Like we don't we don't know, don't know much about the world yet. So we're gonna find out. Yeah. What's actually going on? Yeah. All right. Speaking of Isekai, World Assassin. The surprise so far of the season. It yeah. is fucking superb basically it's an isekai as matthew said the gist of of the the show is basically um the world's greatest assassin is assassinated and he's reincarnated in a world where he's an assassin and an aristocrat and an aristocrat and his goal basically is like all right listen the the, he at the end of the episode basically and it's it's fantastic the episode is fantastic because it deals with fucking espionage and 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 killing it's got guns it's got 
crazy action. Um, but again, he gets assassinated at the end of the episode. And at the yeah, end of the by, episode, the, by, by his own company. Like by his own that. company, because he's going to retire. And I'm going to teach other assassins. Well, nobody retires. Either you fucking keep doing it or you die. Yeah. So they kill him. And they killed, and not to mention, the way they killed him, they, they blew up a plane with yeah. everybody on board. And, and, he was, and he was okay with it at first until after he dies, like, you know, I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fuck these motherfuckers. They fucking, they yeah. fucking over after all I did for them. But yeah, like I said, like, if they didn't do it, like, if he got killed on his own, like, he would have been fine with it. Yeah. Because that's the job. But the fact that they did it to him is why it got him upset. <laughs> yeah. So basically, he's like, oh, am I dead? And he basically sees a goddess, and the goddess is like, listen, hey, I'll give you two options. One, you can reincarnate. But you lose all sense of who you were as a child. You live a completely brand new life. No recollection of your life. Or B, you can keep all your recollection and reincarnate and be an assassin in a whole new world with magic and... and, and yeah. And, 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 yeah, and then Luke was like, all right, who do you want me to kill, basically? What's the catch? The catch is you want me to kill somebody, huh? She's like, oh, you already knew. He's like, I want you to, I want you to kill the hero that will bring destruction to the world. And that's how the episode ends. Fucking, but like I said, it's absolutely fantastic. Oh my God, I can't. Yeah, this was a pleasant surprise. It was a pleasant surprise at how wonderful this is. I cannot wait. That show, episode two comes out tomorrow, I believe. Yeah. Um, along with um, the other one that you're not watching, um, Banished Hero. And I cannot yeah. fucking wait to see it, dude. I'm as excited as hell yeah. to see how they follow this up with episode two. Um, Just seeing some of the previews from the, from the, the ED and stuff. Oh. Fucking bloody, bloody wonderful! I cannot wait. It, it, it's gonna be one yeah, of the. Yeah, definitely some great stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, we don't know much about the his companions yet, so I'm actually curious about them. Tarte, Dia, and I think Maha. Well, yeah, he hasn't he hasn't met them yet, so we'll we'll give you guys a review on that next week or two weeks. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll we find out more about them. Stay tuned on that, but yeah, yep. definitely fucking good. Alrighty. Um, we have one... Senpai is annoying. Senpai is annoying. Oh, we're saving Tack for last. Okay. Yep. Okay, Senpai is annoying. It's our other rom-com of the season, a very strong contender uh, for rom-com. Comey is by far the favorite. Um, we'll see how Senpai... But as, but as of right now, Senpai is annoying. Yeah, Senpai is annoying is a really, really good show, by the way. But we'll see how Comey does. But for now, Senpai annoying is the one that's debuted. Um, Senpai is a tiny girl... I'm sorry, um, Kohai. We've, the show basically focuses around the Kohai. The Kohai is... Uh, yeah, Futaba. Futaba, yeah. Futaba, but in any yeah. case, uh, yeah, it's funny. Futaba, <laughs> or we'll call her Futaba. <laughs> anyway, she's a little tiny girl. She's um a salesperson. She's a second year salesperson. She's an adult, um, but she's really, really tiny. Like really, like she's child size tiny. Um, but she's an adult, and so she works in an office. And her senpai is this giant older of a man. Yeah, Takeda senpai. Um, Takeda is a humongous fucking giant dude. Like, if anybody watches Japanese wrestling, he reminds me a little bit of, of Manabu Nakanishi. I got, like, Nakanishi vibes looking at him. I don't know why. I just, I, oh, it's Nakanishi. So he, um... Again, humongous dude, very burly, but he's a he's a kind soul. But he like talks loud, you know. He and he treats um he treats Futaba like a child, and so the story basically follows them as their first sales trip. But as they go through these sales trip, they work together, they have errors and stuff. Futaba starts to realize like, oh, I 
you know, why do I I like him? Why is he so kind to me? Like she starts yeah. basically realizing, like, like, he's, like he's actually he, helped the help. Yeah, him. and he she basically realizes like, oh, I'm starting to have feelings for for senpai, and so they basically the gist of episode one is they go they do all everything. With basically, the, she yeah. fucked up. She fucked up on the order. Yeah, and she, and then they have she to eventually fix fixes it. Yeah, they have to fix it together. There's some stuff where they work together and some cute moments. And then after they secure everything and they make everything right, they go out drinking and Futaba gets fucking wasted. And um, she asks Senpai, like, you know, like, what, what do I mean to you or do you like me? And she goes, yeah, of course I like you, you know. And Senpai is like, I think of you like a little sister. Um, I no, just want to. First, uh, like, first, like, I think I like you as my like, I wish I had a kid like yeah, she's like, I wish I had a kid like you. He's like, when I think of my wife and I think of my, I think of a wife and a kid, I want my kid to be like you. And that upsets Futaba. And she's like, why couldn't I be the wife? And then she passes out from fucking, from alcohol. And yeah. it kind of makes Senpai think a little bit like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. And then we get the best OP so far. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be the best OP. I mean. Yeah. In terms of like actual like visuals of what they're doing, like how everything moves, the animation. Yeah, it's damn good. <laughs> I mean, you know, jobless is jobless is OP song though is the best. Oh, the, so, song. the song is fantastic. But I was talking like actual yeah, visuals. the visuals. Yeah, 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 yeah. The actual visuals, I would, I would agree with that. I would say, um, we didn't see one. Did we see one for tact? I don't recall seeing one for tact. Mayruko's. Uh, it, it's an episode two. Mayruko's is cute. Um, I haven't seen it yet, so I gotta see it. Um, I haven't seen episode two yet on tact, which we'll talk about momentarily. Yeah, platinum's but, not uh, bad. Platinum's not bad. Paladin's not. I think no, we didn't see one for Paladin. We didn't see an OP for yeah, Paladin. Yeah, no, it's, it's at the end though. Banished Hero wasn't terrible, I don't think. Uh, Miracle is, is nice. Eighty six isn't bad. Miracles is nice. I like Miracles. But uh, yeah, Tri Corner is okay. Uh, Visual Prison is eh. All right, let's get to our main events. <laughs> yes, the fucking Act OP Destiny. The visual marvel outside of Demon Slayer. The visual marvel of the season beautiful like everything about it is just Stay. madhouse madhouse mappa we're, uh, we're not gonna get fully into it this you this is something you need to see for yourself but it, it, it follows tact and what's her what's her, what's her you're, you're forgetting madhouse too it's it's a joint project between I, 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 I said i said i said mappa and madhouse I didn't hear you say Madhouse. I heard yeah, you say Mappa. Yeah, Ma- yeah Mappa and Madhouse. So Mappa did episode one. No, Madhouse did episode one. Mappa's doing episode two. When I, again, episode, episode two dropped today as we we're recording. Um, Tuesday, August the 12th. I have not seen episode two yet, so I can't really give you much details on it. But just seeing the opening episode, again, just the details, the animation, the music. This is a musical anime. Not a musical anime, but it's... it's, think of a, it's, it's it follows music. Think yeah, of a the main shonen, theme is music. Yeah, think of a shonen that follows music. That the main theme is music. It is it is wonderful and I cannot wait to see more. I love music as Matthew and I both love music. We both love shonen and again, we cannot stress enough the quality of this animation is it's movie. It's movie-esque, next-level production. Nothing outside of Demon Slayer, I think, touches it at all this season. Platinum End has got some pretty good animation. Um, Finest yeah, Assassin. This, yeah, this is definitely going to be anime. Job like an animation of this. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't think of anything else. Uh, 86 has got good anime. So 86 has got good animation. Uh, Jobless has got good animation. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Um, Finest Assassin, good animation. Platinum yeah, Man but, but has this, got really good animation. But this just tops it. <laughs> yeah, Banish Hero has got good animation. But this is head and shoulders. Outside of Demon Slayer, head and shoulders above 
anything you can possibly watch. It's a good story, good action, very good action. And again, God. Yeah, I love that Tox de Maestro and Destiny is basically like the symphony, per se. So she's not de- She's not technically Destiny. She's got another name. Um, Let me find it. It's like Cielo or something, like cello. Her name is basically cello, which is, you know, obviously a musical instrument. So, uh, Unme is the main character, although she goes by cello, or you can call Cosette. her... Cosette. She's Cosette. 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 There we go. Sorry. Cosette. Yeah. Her, her in that form is Destiny, but her actual name is... Yeah, dude. And yeah, and you actually find out more about that in episode two. You, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. I'm a bit. I have that, and I have the two other anime: Finest Assassin and um, uh, Banished Hero. I'll be watching those tomorrow, basically, because I'm gonna yeah, go but, to bed. But no, this, yeah, but it's very, it's fantastic as well. Again, this is one of those. Please see for yourself. Sue fucking perb. Cannot stress yeah. how. Is uh, oh my god, I get so excited just just thinking about the, the clarity yeah, and the yeah, just, yeah, just, just wait till episode two. Like, so, shit. so exciting! Yeah. I cannot. Wait. So. Before we wrap up, what are your five that you're anticipated for us? Uh, I have your first impressions. Like, what are those top five that have blown you away? Number one is number one is eighty six. It's my anime. It's you know for now. Yeah. You know we'll see how it goes throughout the season, but eighty six is my front runner as it stands right now for anime of the season. Um, it'll be Demon Slayer because everybody loves Demon Slayer, but yeah. it, it, to me it's eighty six so far. Eighty six is number one. Um, fucking. I would say, God damn, I, it's so tough, man. There's so many great anime. Well, it's not like a rank, Greg. It's just your, you're just your five. Like I want to no rank. No, I want to rank them. I want to rank them. Eighty six for me is number one. I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna go with Tact as number two, just because again that visualization is so, it's that impressive that it yeah. trumps a, a lot. It trumps a lot. It trumps so much. I'm gonna go Tact. So eighty six one, Tact two, uh, Finest Assassin number three, because again it was very, very. Very, very fucking surprising at how stellar that was. And I hope that continues on. So we're going to see how that goes. I'm going to go so far with uh, Finest Assassin at three. We're going to go Jobless at number four because, again, I love Jobless. Love the story. Um, love, you know, obviously I love the sexuality because it's funny. Um, but, again, good story. I'll do Jobless four and five. I'm going to do Platinum End. Platinum End is very intriguing. The darkest anime of the season. Um, I'm very curious to see how they follow up with with that yeah. shocking episode one so uh yeah those are my five in yeah. order how i would recommend you watch them all, right. all right for me uh what you could say uh tact op destiny that is an order or no i uh, know there's an okay i gave you mine or not no no okay I, i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna keep it until the end <laughs> i mean tact we'll o- see you know. yeah tact op destiny blue period senpai is annoying mm-hmm. and he a kid story you notice I didn't go. You, I love rom coms. I didn't go with rom com. Eighty six, yeah. uh, eighty six, shonen, yeah. fucking. Yeah, tax, you went, yeah, you went uh, for most of the action. No, I'm sorry. Mech. Eighty six is mech. Tack is uh, uh, action shonen type. Uh, shonen is music that, type. That, yeah, it's actually now shonen. Is it a shonen? Okay, so it's not. Tack, it's not. It's not. Oh, it's not a shonen. Sorry. Okay, so musical action. So eighty six. Eighty six is mech. Uh, Tact is musical action. Uh, fucking World's Finest Assassin is Isekai. Mishok, uh, Mishoko Tensei Jobless Reincarnation is Isekai. Platinum End is uh, Supernatural. Supernatural. It is, it is a shonen. Shonen Supernatural. Yeah. I didn't go with any rom coms this season, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see because we have one final show that we'll talk about in our next episode that hasn't come out for us, and that is Comey. By the time we record again, uh, uh be- we'll, we'll, that, but we probably won't review it until it, until we're all caught up. 
unless it's weekly. It is weekly. It is going to be weekly. Comey is weekly. Yeah, it's going to be like boot period. It's going to be weekly. Okay, then we will talk about Comey when we come back. <laughs> we'll talk about Comey when we come back. For those who didn't listen last week or didn't hear us earlier, Matthew is going on a nice trip with his significant other to yep. Iceland. And so yep. I wish I'm leaving all... in a few days. I'll be yep. back on the 23rd, but we yep. will record on the 27th. <laughs> That sounds good to me. I should be caught up by I should be caught up even by then. <laughs> I'll be sure to try my hand my damnedest to be caught up as well. I All wish right. you safe travels, brother. I hope you have Thank fun. You. Stay safe. Don't get abducted. Don't fall into a volcano. No, I won't I won't get sick again. Don't yeah. don't get sick. Don't get COVID. Yeah. Fucking hope you have lots of fucking three way sex. You. All that shit. Yep. Uh you can follow me on Twitter at Damienfix twelve. Uh we wanna thank uh Chair Shot Radio and W ten W2F Network for hosting us. You can find us on where we find your favorite local podcasts on our radio, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, uh, you name it. You're, we're, we're most likely on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a Talk to Cakey Twitter, finally. Mm-hmm. You, yes, you can follow us at... Motherfucker forgot the Twitter handle. God yeah, damn. It's, it's just at Talk to Cakey. We have, currently have nine followers. We are hoping to get more. Please follow uh, you us. You can find us at um, Eat the Cake Anime Group on Facebook. Find us mm-hmm. if you have heard of us on the show. Please let us know. Mm-hmm. We'd love to have you. Uh, sometime next month, we are going to start our Cakey Shop uh, uh, spinoff series. Uh, more info mm-hmm. on that later. Uh, mm-hmm. we, well, we will eventually look for applicants or mm-hmm. people that want to participate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan, your plugs. Yep, you can follow me at. Uh, podcast.senpai for all uh, my podcast related information shout out to the Orlando Tragics podcast with my boy B. Ronan shout out to the MMA for Marks podcast with my boy Andy um, where I talk crazy shit on Orlando Tragics and I talk uh, combat sports with Andy we have a new recording we're going to record on Friday so I'm looking forward to hopefully maybe getting that out to you guys even though we haven't gotten much out to you guys in a while hopefully that'll change Um, you can reach me on my anime Instagram at AI underscore anime 24 I anime which means love anime 24 um, you can also reach me at Twitter on S H O S T O P P A two four. You can follow me on analyst.co at S H O S T O P P A two four nine show stop at two four nine. And again, you can follow us on our talk the cakey Instagram at talk the cakey, um, T A L K T H E K E K I. And, uh, I think that's it for me. Oh, one more piece of information um i'm gonna try my damnedest because edc for me is coming up in a month i'm gonna try my damnedest to try and represent talk to kiki somehow if you're going to edc orlando november 10th i'm sorry uh 12 through 14 12 13 14 if you see me out there um i oh my god i cannot wait by the way i'll spoil this now i'm doing a tokyo revengers uh what's it called cosplay I'm going as fucking Valhalla. I cannot wait to show you guys how that turns out. Um, my boy is going as Mikey. Um, we're going to do like a whole anime theme, my whole crew. Like I know somebody's going to go as uh, some, something Naruto. Um, someone else is doing uh, another one. Like it's going to be fucking fabulous. I can't wait to show you guys. I'm going to try and represent Talk to Kiki out there as well as my other podcast. If you see me out there, um, you'll see me with the Valhalla jacket. Please come up to me. Please let me know you you watch a show or l- listen to the show. I will forever be eternally grateful. I will add you. I will be your friend. I, again, Shout out to, to to you guys for that. Hopefully you guys will see me out there for that. So um, I think that's it for me, buddy. All right. Uh, we've had our cake. We talked our cake. 
Uh, we are on full on cake, so we will see you in two weeks. So until then, arigato, and that's Ofaku, and sayonara. Sayonara, minasan! Hamilton is now playing on the Kimmel Cultural Campus through November 28th. It's a story of America then, told by America now, featuring a score that blends hip-hop, jazz, R&B, and Broadway. Hamilton has created a revolutionary moment in theater. Tickets and information on how Kimmel Cultural Campus plans to keep you safe, including the current proof of vaccination and mask requirements, are available at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. RCN's award-winning internet gives you faster speed and greater value. Starting at $26.99 per month, choose your internet speed from 50, 300, 600, or 940 megabits per second. Then add one of RCN's TV options and create the ultimate entertainment experience. We're open 24-7 with next day installations. So call 800-RING-RCN or visit RCN.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.